Mr. Yeah. Dreyfus. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Mr. Holland's Opus. That wasn't his last name, right? He was Mr. Holland, but it's like his Opus. No, opus is, you know, it's that piece of music. You know, right? I always thought that was his or name. Or whatever, I can't remember. Until like just now, I thought that was his whole name until you said that. Yeah. I thought the What's movie up, was like. Am I on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are. There you Am go. Am I on? You are. I can hear you. I can hear now. I just can't hear things. I can hear things. I Good. hear you all. Good. Great. Welcome back. Wonderful. Are we ready? I guess we're Let's ready. Yeah, we're on. Welcome to the Gore Club Podcast, everybody. I'm Steve Vessel. That's Metal Dave. I'm Derek. Yeah, and mm-hmm. tonight we're doing 1981 Part 2. Part 2. Boogaloo. Which, which we're not is, discussing Mr. Holland's Opus. No. We're not doing that. No, 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 Fuck. no, no. It's very appropriate because there are so many uh, sequels Richard in 1981. No, not, not very many Richard Dreyfuss movies. We definitely touched upon how many sequels happened in this year. Yeah, I mean, we went through, let's see, January to July. Yeah, now and we're in August. Now this is when things start heating up. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's something I wanted. Uh, there's something to be said about 1981. And last episode we touched upon, like, you know, hey, the Rubik's Cube or whatever the fuck. That was 80, 1980. But what was going on in the year 1981 besides horror? We talked about Adam Walsh and all these things. This time I want to open up with about like being a horror person nerd compared to then. Like, there's something to be said about horror films, like. That have not been seen by people, or was or, or, or was were seen by people, and then like the caliber of the horror nerd compared to back then. Like back then, if you watched five horror movies, you got your nerd card because they were all you. You had to go to the drive-in, you go see them. You had to maybe see them on VHS because if you had a player, not a recorder, not yet, the VHS player <laughs> yeah. that you would rent from the video store in that giant suitcase. Yeah, a big plastic suitcase. Yeah. But I mean, always full of roaches, and and, and oh, keeping yeah. up with like Fangoria or Starlog or, or Cinefantastic or whatever that that made that made you feel like you know you're in your tribe. Or and then and once you did that, then you you thought of being evil, need to be put locked up in a psychiatric ward. <laughs> Nowadays, to keep up with how many horror films are being released in 1981, almost 70 were released on television, the drive-in, yeah. and the theater, not VHS. These are all releases that happened. We talked about this a little bit last episode, but. I really want to push it forward. Like the nerdum nowadays, I can't imagine because everyone's like, did you see the seven episodes that came out last night and, yeah. the, and the nine hours of streaming and then like every independent movie that's actually getting a pretty good release? Like it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can name like six or seven just from like the last week that the I've seen people week. say, like, hey, have you seen the new Conjuring or have you seen this, this, you know, this this movie, uh, Quiet Place 2, Conjuring, all these things coming Spiral. out at the same fucking time. The new, Spiral. The un, un, uh, recently discovered Romero movie, Amusement right. Park. Oh, Amusement, yeah. yeah. And on top of that, you're trying to keep track of new releases that are coming out, like you'll open up a Horror Hound or whatever, and it'll have the Blu-ray section of re-releases of movies that came out in, this, in 1981. You're like, fuck. Can you yeah. imagine having to keep up with all these? Like, yeah, I know. Do you know this? Do you know that? And then you're going to get shit on by other horror nerds. And my, I guess my thing is like, now I feel bad for horror nerds who, who are like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. And it's like, uh, do you? And I'm not going to shit you for not because how can you? You're overwhelmed. It's yeah. Overwhelming. I don't even pay attention to most shit that comes out now. And, you know, even 81, 81's right before that whole 80s boom of slashers and the VHS boom. Yeah. So this is kind of a light year compared to what we get in 84 <laughs> up to, like, the early 90s. Yeah, where, because the VHS is hitting. Yeah. I mean, I once we get to, like, once you get to, like, 85 on this, I mean, one year, 81, you could probably stuff into one month in 85. And it's worse now. Like, it's, it's worse in 2021 because it's constant. And there's so many streaming services, even ones that are dedicated to horror. Not to mention the TV series, you know, Walking Dead, American Horror Story, all that shit's constantly being churned out. Uh, Silence of the Lambs has TV shows. You know, what, Clarice <laughs> yeah, just started, yeah. I guess, yeah. or maybe it's been around. But 
No, it's it's nonstop. I can't keep up with it. And I'm like the go-to horror nerd for a lot of people. And I'm always like, I didn't watch it. Sorry. I like, couldn't get it, to it. If you want to talk pre, like, 99, I could talk to you about fucking <laughs> everything. But yeah. after that, dude, now it's crazy. I guess I just wanted to touch upon that, like, trying to be – Trying to look and categorize these films when we do these episodes, like these mammoth ones like we're doing right now, where we have to split them into two episodes, it's like, fuck, what the hell? I I feel bad for new horror nerds trying to do what we're doing or even trying to just be in the in the community without being like shit on by some guy with a battle vest. It's like, come on, man. Well, I'm 14, motherfucker. <laughs> and I, and I, I've talked about this before. I think a lot of this shit, especially these weird movies that we talk about, which aren't always like the most known, I think a lot of them will be forgotten in 20 years. Yeah. Because when you do, think of my, my son, he watches a lot of the classics with me. He's 12. But the generation after him, I don't know how many of those movies he's going to show to his kids. And they're not going to have time to go look up and watch Heavy Metal or Student Bodies or Hell Night. Like, they're not going to fucking take the time to research and go back to 81 because every single day there's going to be a new horror movie coming out. There's no way to go back and look at that. Just like most kids today don't listen to a lot of classic music or even music that came out for you like 2015 because they don't have time for it because there's already a new YouTube video up. Right. Well, the the, the attention span is probably one thing, but then you also got to think of uh, will the movies be available then, you know? Yeah. Well, physical media is sort of uh, almost a thing of the past. And then when it goes to streaming, some of these movies are definitely not going to be streaming on Amazon. Yeah, They're not going to be on Netflix. They're not going to be in any of those. What is it? I went to... Uh I went to Meyer Target and a few other places looking just for a Blu-ray player that is like region free or whatever, and not just that, but like all of them had five, maybe like five Blu-ray players. It's yeah, that's this, it. It's the equivalent of like when I was trying to get a couple of VCRs before they were going dead. Yeah. Like, oh, there's one, and it's yep. gone, and like that's crazy. Physical media, we always talk about yeah. it, and it's gone. It's it, going to be gone. It'll come back in a way like vinyls are popular still. Like there's <laughs> yeah. gonna be stores that carry it specifically, oh and there, there'll be a little section in your Best Buy or if a Best Buy is still around, but that's it. Because right now there's this pandemic shit, dude. A lot of the physical media stuff's blown up, especially like VHS. Um, I'm in a lot of like wrestling forums and communities, and you know WWE had their network for a while. They launched it, I think 2011, 2012. Everyone sold all their shit when they did that because they're like, got the network, I can stream everything. Well, they just got bought by Peacock. So now they had to move everything to Peacock. They didn't move everything, though. Of course so not. So now there's this big boom in, like, wrestling VHS and wrestling DVDs because people are like, oh, fuck, I need to own that now. And even if it is getting moved to Peacock, people already they've already planted that seed saying, hey, this can disappear anytime. You, if you like it, you need to own it. Yeah. So, so that's kind of causing like a little bit of a boom, but I don't think it's enough to keep this thing alive. It's gonna go off the rails eventually. Oh, eventually it will. Eventually it will. Just trying to get ready for this episode is a nightmare. Yeah. No. I mean, let's talk about our nightmare. Oh no. Let's start with oh, August. Oh, August. Yeah. August first seventh. The first movie, August seventh. You had two movies. Heavy metal. Yeah, three actually. Three. Oh crap. There were three movies. Yeah. We'll start with the On first the same one. Same day. <laughs> Heavy metal. Heavy metal. Uh, let's see. Directed by Gerald Pottinson, produced by Ivan Reitman, said some things about it. We said a little bit about it on the uh, Sword and Sorcery episode, but it was like the thing about this is like it's an anthology. So, much like anthologies, like there's something for everybody. There's a Sword and Sorcery part, and there's and then there's the horror part, which is like what's the B seventeen episode? Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I love that, and that's what I remember the most about that whole fucking movie. How did they promote this movie? Like, what was it pushed as? It was a very. It was one of the first, like Felix the Cat. If you know anything about that kind of film, it was a big deal because it was adult. It was, it was nudity, yeah. 
violence, language. It got a wide release, was, right? It did. It did. Okay. It did, and it did very, very well. And it had a good soundtrack too. The soundtrack, soundtrack was a big thing for it too. I mean, the magazine was was pretty popular in oh, its yeah. own right, and you know, people are like, "Hey, we're going to make a movie of this." And like I said, the soundtrack. You have Black Sabbath. You have all these bands that. You know, for me, when Sammy I'm watching, Hagar, I guess yeah. it's heavy metal. Well, watching it for the first time, like I'd, I'd never heard a lot of those bands. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, the the music's one of the reasons why it was gone for so long because they had to keep getting rights to the songs that were in the movie, which makes it tough. But yeah, it disappeared from distribution or physical media. Talking about that for almost twenty years because they couldn't. Yeah, yeah it seemed insane until that VHS came out and yeah. everybody was like, "Oh shit, heavy metal!" I remember that movie it's when I was silver cover. Right, it's very in your face. Yeah, uh, the the episode that I'm talking about, or the the part in that movie I'm talking about, was it's called B17. Uh, it was directed by Barry Nelson, written by Dan O'Bannon, and the iconic song by Den, Don Felder. It's the animated film. Uh, it's like the American, uh, the B2. It's it's B17 bomber, and it's like a zombie episode before zombies were played out. It was amazing, and I remember the, how fucking freaked out I was because before that it's just like, oh, this is fun. It's kind of violent. It's aliens, and then they had the Den episode, and then it's like. Everything just changed. Like the whole the whole episode just went dark. Like I think you had the Stern one before this, which is kind of a really comedy thing, and they were setting you up for failure, baby, as a kid. <laughs> but like John Candy's in it. John, Harold Ramis has a voice. Eugene Levy. Uh, who else? I've got uh, Roger Bumpus. He was he ha- who's actually Squidward in Squ- uh, SpongeBob. He doesn't. Nice. Yeah. And but this is the one that has like hardly any dialogue, and it's just moody and violent and fucked up, and it has a horrible ending. You're like, well, that's. Awful. I'm depressed. So, so before this, how many adult animated movies were wide release? Like, well, was it maybe Lord of the Rings and Felix the Cat? Like I said, yeah. Fire and Ice. Well, Fire, Fire and Ice was after this, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so, same, yeah, yeah. That, that was uh, Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, yeah, he did Lord of the Rings. I wouldn't know that if we didn't just do Sword and Sorcery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> we literally didn't just talk about it. Dude. Uh, but that was it. Really was, you know, a lot of these guys were like, "No, well, fuck Disney. We're we're making we're making some titty movies." But animated, that's awesome. scoped. and that's that's why I wasn't depressed when I saw heavy metal. I just saw cartoon titties. But to get distribution for that's kind of fucking crazy, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, that's why a lot of these uh, animators left, like Disney and uh, who else? Not yeah. Looney Tunes, but uh, the the company that owns them, uh, Warner yeah. Brothers. And they were like, "Well, we want to make these movies." And like, then you get uh, who's the guy who made Secret of Nim? Uh, oh, and, and like all dogs go to heaven. He left Disney. He left yeah. all these people are like not maybe not Disney. I can't remember, but they left all these other studios and they're like, I'm making my kind of adult animated thing. Same thing that Pixar did. Yeah. Where they're like, no, we're gonna do this movie called The Incredibles. They're like, man, this is yeah not for children. It's, it's still like, kind of PG thirteen. PG, it, but you know. it blew up. And they're like, blew, yeah. I'm sorry, you can you can have Disney now, Pixar. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's went a little bit of a different direction with kids movies now, to where there's more adult themes in it, but it's not like fucking how heavy metal is. No. And I always wonder how parents reacted to heavy metal when it came out. Because I, I definitely wasn't around. I was born in '86, yeah. but I remember being some butthead in South Park and parents saying, "Well, it's not okay because this is a cartoon, so you're telling us it's a kids thing, but it's not." And yeah. I wonder if heavy metal got that same backlash, even though it's blatantly not for fucking kids. Yeah. I've, You're I've, just a shitty parent. You don't pay attention. I'm sure it was rated R. I'm sure yeah, it, was. it was. Where's the words? Yeah, I guess We yeah. just did a homework yeah. and I didn't even look at the rating, but yeah. I've been having it right Don Bluth is, is your thing. Don Bluth. Okay, yes. yeah. yeah. That's him. I love Don Bluth. Like, Secret of Nim is one of my favorite animated films of all time. Very dark. God damn, yeah. And it's the, one of the first times, that movie was one of the first times I saw animated blood. I didn't see heavy metal until later. Zero titties, though, in that one. Zero titties. Yeah, mouse titties. I just don't know how I feel about that. It's not as depressing as Plague Dogs, but we'll talk about that Plague some other time. We'll talk about that some oh other time. Oh, my gosh. That's depressing as fuck, and it's not a horror movie. Don't watch it, you'll cry. Yeah. 
Can we move on to Hell Knight? Let me move on to Hell Knight. Hell Knight. Uh, directed by Tom, uh, Tom DeSimone, uh, who made actually a lot of gay comedies and softcore horror, and softcore horror, I wish they were, softcore and a few hardcore movies. Uh, he made uh, he made this, and he made Street, uh, Street uh, Savage Streets. And almost Both back with Linda back. Blair. Yeah, yeah. So, and, he's like, Linda Blair found somebody she, that liked her. <laughs> Cast her. And she was like, put me in two movies. Well, she was she was trying to break away from like the whole like the whole like scream queen type thing, like trying to get away from horror. And then she did that photo shoot after this movie, exactly. and then straight to the B movie bin she went. Yeah, well, I don't know how they put that together. Like the she was time, trying to get away from being a scream queen. She was yeah. trying to get away from like either being not taken seriously or as uh, a child yeah. or as a B queen. So she did this movie where she can't act for shit, but her tits look huge. Yeah, yeah, very good push. Pretty up much, girl. yeah, like me for my acting <laughs> yeah, this this movie not only it, it, it uh it was the last film by compass international yeah they were the it became uh, a trun- yeah. truncus and this yeah. was their last one this was their last one until they rebranded but i mean they released halloween tourist trap fade to black blood beach and and that and that's in that short run they had a lot of good movies and this one killed it yeah well this was a part of like a i mean i'm sure a bunch of other movies it also did the same concept but the idea of a bunch of teenagers going into an abandoned house and partying just became like an eighties, like the ultimate eighties. Night cliche. of the demons. Yeah, know. and that came after this. So, and this is one of like the earlier ones of going like, "Hey, let's go party in a haunted house," because every neighborhood has a fucking haunted mansion. Yeah, I know. Which is insane. Well, like, what fucking fraternity is a co-ed and only yeah. has two fucking like uh, uh uh what do you call them? Where they're gonna get you know the, the, they want to get pledges. In. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, yeah. we're, we're together. Well, they, were, they were at capacity. Did you see how many fucking people were there? There was a lot of fucking people <laughs> that there. The party was in the street and looked like for miles, but later on, it's all, everybody's gone. I was like, uh, that's not yeah, real. Yeah, and it's always weird. When they drop them off at the house, the entire party goes to drop them off at the house. I always thought that was fucking weird. I'm not doing that. You're leaving like five people. Because they're all hammered. You're shit-faced because they're like, it's that time now because Bobby's puking on the floor. That's how they determine yeah, the time. trophy case. Yeah, yeah. So Magneto, who's the leader of this group, is like, it's time to go do the prank. Which, by the way, Magneto has like one of my favorite horror movie chases because he like he's trying to avoid the killer. And he... And if you watch this movie, you know what I mean by Magneto, if you know what the fuck Magneto is. It looks like a mix between Doctor Strange and Magneto. Yeah, the motherfuckers dressed as Magneto. They they stole that shit from, like, an X-Men movie by Roger Corman that was never made. Uh, He runs through, like, a maze, and he's hiding. But the whole time he's hiding in this fucking field maze, he's holding a flashlight that's on. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. I was hoping you were going to do that. It's fucking obvious where you're at, man. You got to turn the fucking flashlight (laughs) off. You're going to hide. He hits him with it and then runs off with it. I'm like like, running into a room and like turning on my strobe light. (laughs) Follow me. I'll never find us Kevin Brophy, and apparently he still has that cape. Does he really? Yes, yes. He's probably sitting there hoping, like, they're going to make me Magneto one day. <laughs> Somebody's going to fuck it. I'm almost at the age, motherfuckers. You're I read, I read somewhere, and I didn't know if it was true. He was talking about, like, he always wears it on Halloween. I yeah, guess. okay, that's like, that's great. You see, it's probably a rumor, but it'd just be sad if you were, like, knocking on his door for candy, and you're like, oh, fuck, dude, oh, move man. on. This this movie's, like, beloved by horror fans. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I like to go back and watch it because of how much it makes me laugh all the time. But so many bad scenes, like... The dialogue between the guy that looks like Owen Hart and the girl where it's like... <laughs> Vince Van just, Yeah, just like the fucker. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous shit in the world. And then like when Linda Blair finally puts out with that one dude, they're like, I'm into elves and witches. Oh, you are? Me too. And they just start going at it. Well, she's supposed to be the biggest prude in the world, but she's like, you like elves? And then the best scene is when Owen Hart fucking goes into the police station. He's like, my friends are getting killed. And the cops are like, I know you kids. Fuck you. We're not going to help you. 
And then he just proceeds to go in the evidence room and steal their just weapons. Walks by it. Walks right the fuck it's in. It's unlocked. It's full of guns. <laughs> it, it makes me laugh every time because I'm like, this is the ultimate like turn your brain off fucking movie. And I get why people find it fun. But Hell Knight is not for me. And also, fuck Linda Blair. Yeah, Linda Blair. Uh, not a nice person. Not at this point, but you're, you're, you're talking about Irwin. Uh, Irwin, your blondes, was the producer of this, and he was the one who uh, really got those movies, like you, know, like you said, Halloween, Halloween 2, 3, uh, maybe even 4. I cannot remember. Uh, Vince Van Patten. Uh, uh, everyone remembers uh, what was his name. Goddamn, Peter Barton. Who's in Friday Thirteenth Part Four? Everybody remembers what is his name? Yeah, because well, this, if you're Peter on this Martin. podcast, you know my brain just goes blip. Uh, he he dies in the shower. You know he's yeah. uh, I can't remember his name. Fucking uh, Friday the Thirteenth, but I always remember his name is Peter Barton. It's Magneto. Magneto. Yeah, it is Peter Barton. I, in my notes, I actually have Magneto slash Peter Barton. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Actually, I put Peter Bennett for some reason, but I guess I'm an idiot. So no, that's okay. That Maybe works. autocorrect was like he's Bennett. Not Barton. Fuck it. Nobody no. talks about that guy. After Hell Night, we had, uh, this is one you guys can talk about, because I have not watched this in forever. On the same day, Student Bodies. Student Bodies. God. I saw this at, with Dave, actually. You had a copy of it. Yeah, I bought a bootleg, and That's I was like, it. you okay. have to watch this, because I, I saw it I saw it on TV, like it was like USA or some shit like that, years ago. And if you've, if you've never seen Student Bodies, it's, it's just a horror spoof. I mean, it's just like they take... Every trope from a horror movie, from the heavy breather to like That's the name of the killer, yeah, the heavy breather. He just, he just, he just breathes, just really heavy, it's just like and, Michael Myers, and just says stuff. Like at one point, he steps down on the girls in the shower, and he's just like, "I'm touching myself." I'm touching. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a spoof of like slashers, is that? Uh, yeah, thing? it's a spoof yeah, on it's slashers. One of the original ones, like this and Class Reunion. Well, so like a week from each other, though, we get Saturday the 14th. Yeah, it's the really week. So really, that's really weird that yeah. two spoofs. From a time that's not known for, for his spoof movies. You know? I always just remember the janitor, like Mervin. My favorite line in the movie is he just walks into the uh, he walks into the principal's office when he's got a student in there, and the student the student and the principal are just talking. And he just turns at the corner and he starts peeing into a trash can, and they don't even stop. And he's, the student looks over, and then he turns around after he's done peeing. He says, "Sometimes Mervin pee red," and he just walks oh. out. And they're like, we haven't had the heart to tell them that we moved the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> but the, the movie's the movie's really good. It's really fun. Um, it's, I highly recommend watching it. Uh, it. It bombed. It was not successful at all. The only thing that saved it. There were 70 fucking movies to watch that yeah, year. The yeah. <laughs> only, thing, only thing that saved it is it got caught on in syndication because it was rated R, but it's only rated R because they have a scene where the producers just yell, fuck you, and that's how they got their rated R. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. So- because I guess they wanted to be taken serious. <laughs> yeah, no, they just wanted to rate it R because they thought it would attract more. That's what I meant, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like us and our PG thirteen serious episode. people. Yeah, and you get the yeah. teenagers at that point too. Yeah, so it's a hilarious movie. I mean, like I said, you know, it's just set up like a horror film. You have the killer that spies on people that kills them in ridiculous ways. I always got this one and the one with P- uh, Brad Pitt, the horror spoof he did, mixed together. I think that was like cutting class. Cutting class. Okay, yeah. and and then when I finally saw it with Dave, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" I remember that guy because the janitor is like the most articulated. Person. Yeah, he's he's very he's very like he's yeah, he can move really weird. He's like seven foot tall, and his his arms are six. Yeah, <laughs> but well, one other thing I remember is uh, you know in movies they usually have like the five 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 numbers. Well, there's 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 a part where they show a phone number, and it's an actual phone number for somebody. Oh, those poor people. No, it's a, it's a bar. You can call it. Oh, you've done so, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you if you if you watch the movie and you get the number, just call it. It's a bar. I'm sure they're used to it by now. 
They're probably fucking sick of it. Maybe it's keeping them in business. <laughs> this is the like, hey, come and have a drink. The student bodies bar. The student bodies <laughs> bar. Uh, you were talking about like Saturday the 14th. Now Saturday the 14th is like a spoof on uh, classic Universal, Universal monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did any of you guys check that movie out? In well, a yeah, while? I've, I've watched it so many times. Okay, man. I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I did make some notes. What are your notes? Very much in the comedy vein of, of airplane and naked gun movies, <laughs> and it's produced by Julie Corman, who actually helped us get like. Uh, chopping mall made and summer school and teachers and candy strike nurses. She did a lot of like softcore comedy uh, films like that kind of thing. And then she decided, like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to make a, a horror movie. But it's still a spoof. Yeah, it's still yeah. spoof. And it's just a essentially a, a family inherits a house yep. that Dracula wants to buy. <laughs> there you go. That's that, that, a whole movie. That's your whole story. But it, it happens, you know, and they go with all like the cliches. There's a book that you're not supposed to read from. They yeah. read from it, and the then book we get of evil, and it's called the Book of the Evil. Book of evil. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of fun characters in it. I Jeffrey Tambor plays Dracula. He's a great fucking Dracula. Yeah. There's a lot of fun dialogue in it. Uh, the creature scene, which is done before, was it? Be- See, I always wonder what that scene was. That before Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh yes, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. didn't come out to like what eighty three? Yeah, eighty three. And that's the scene from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, it's straight fun. up. So that's really weird. I always forget about that when it happens. But. Yeah. Uh, the, he's talking about the, t- the the bathtub scene where instead of a, a, like Freddy's hand, it's actually like the creature from the Black Lagoon yeah. just comes out, and he just wants like a sandwich or something. I forgot the dialogue. He says something, and it's like subtitled. It's like, like, what are you? What's going on, girl? And she's freaking the fuck out. But it's got Richard Benjamin and his wife, his real life wife, Paula Prentice, I think. And he just did like Love at First Bite the same year. We just talked about that movie on like an upper like was last episode. And uh, the, who else is in it? I mean, I made a bunch of notes. Uh, Servin Darden is Van Helsing. He's like in Planet of the Apes, Vanishing Point. Where he's a real wheels. piece of shit. Right. He's, oh, yeah. I'm not going to spoil the ending on this yeah. one. Uh, Carly uh, Mickelson, it was actually an 80s uh, teen queen. She did Different Strokes, 80s Enough, Chips, Incredible Hulk, Give Me a Break, and Fantasy Island. That's a lot of classics you named there. All right. <laughs> oh shit, my grandparents watch. Right, I know, right. But I was gonna say they and they and the house that is across the street from them, talking about it not on Elm Street, the movie is is the house that they're on is Elm Street. The house across the street really? is Nancy's house. That's fucking wild. It can't be a fucking coincidence, Wes Craven. So you think he did that days. as a tribute to it? Like a weird Yeah, I don't know. What year was Nightmare? Eighty <laughs> four? I want to say 8485. Uh, if you're in the comment section so, on our YouTube page, have some fun and say, tell us we're idiots because we can't remember right now. Yeah. I mean, this movie does have a cult following, though. I see it brought up quite a bit. Yeah. And there's always the people that have to be different. So anytime there's like Friday the 13th coming up, there'll be somebody like, well, for me, it's Saturday the 14th. This is my favorite movie. <laughs> and they made a bad season. 84. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday the 14th Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Yeah. I think Friday the 13th Part 3 should have been called Saturday the 14th, yeah. if I remember correctly. Because <laughs> it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> part, part 2 was, what, like a year after it, right? The year after the first incident? Yeah. Friday the 13th the next year. And so, yeah, and Part 3 is the day after that. The day over, yeah. Yeah, Saturday the 14th. Motherfuckers. They're probably like, this stupid spoof already came out. We can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. They snatched it up. It's just so somebody hated them. It's always just Friday for now on, even though, like, part three is Saturday and part four is Sunday. It'd be weird if you got to, like, Wednesday the 23rd, though. It would just be... That movie sucks. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys want to move on? We've got yeah. Death Blessing up there, but I have not seen that. It was a t- television movie, I think, by Wes Craven. I could be wrong. Please tell me I am if I am. Uh, but I didn't. I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. I know they put out a Blu-ray, I think, of it. Yeah. Uh, it's got Ernest Borgnine in it. It's like a witchcraft movie. 
Uh, I didn't. I remember. I actually remember not digging it. It's got Michael Berryman in it. I remember that. That was cool because I saw it. You know, years later on television, I was like, "Oh, it's the dude from Weird Science." I, was, I wasn't thinking of like last. You know, how the hills have eyes. But what's the movie that has the head explosion from the basketball? Oh, it's Deadly, Dead Friend. Deadly Friend. I always yeah. get those two titles mixed yeah. up because yeah. when I saw that on your board, I'm like, that didn't fucking come out in 81. I'm like, oh, no, it's Deadly Friend. Yeah. Deadly yeah. It's a Wes Craven thing, Deadly Deadly. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk about that movie later. <laughs> uh, House by the Cemetery. The most annoying fucking child in cinema history. I was so annoyed that I, I brought so. it up last episode on the wrong movie because I oh, fucked Bob. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> fucking kid, man. I've never rooted for child murder in my life until I saw that movie. Oh. Drunk Dave. He's got it's that just, his fucking voice. Is so voice. fucking awful. This I rewatched that and I just wanted to mute it. The third Gates of Hell movie. It is. Yeah, it is. I, I deleted all my notes for that one. Oh no, there it is. Oh yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, I mean, they showed this one on Joe Bob the last drive-in recently too, and it was trending hashtag fuck Bob. Oh, thank God. I put, yeah. My first note is babysitter is a dummy. Bob's a little piece of shit with a terrible dub. <laughs> He's the worst dub of all time. You're not wrong. Uh, let's see. Directed by Fulci, written by Fulci, uh, and Giorgio. Mar- I'm the worst of Italian names. Uh, Mario Uccio and Dardo Sicati. Story by Ella Briganti and inspired by Lovecraft. Duh. <laughs> That's what Duh. I wrote. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's, it's got, very uh, Fulci. You know, and it's, it's got it's Catriona McCall again. It's got Paolo Malco. Uh, let's see. That fuck who Giovanni. I had to remember this guy's name. Frieza is fucking Bob. Uh, and Ania Peroni is the babysitter, and she's also the third mother that we see in Inferno in the class scene. And we don't see her again in Inferno, but you know what? She shows up in this as the shitty, stupid fucking babysitter. And this was made by Lewis Fuller, not Fulci, remember? Yeah, I know. They, they had to make it American, you know. Well, what makes people think, though, that they're going to see Lewis Fuller and go, you know, that's better than Fulci. Let's go yeah, with that. Yeah. With, I forgot what Joe D'Amato is. It's a good, uh, strong name. Yeah, like Joey Joseph. I was like, that's, that's awful. I think, think it's the lead singer of Agnostic Front, but whatever. You think his name was originally Bob? Bob. <laughs> Giovanni, you want to go play Bob? Giovanni Frieza. That's the only. That's literally the only note I made on this was that I hate that fucking kid. I don't think I actually. Yeah, I didn't go back and rewatch it. I just wanted to make a note about that. Kid. I don't think anybody likes. There's something kid. that I noticed when I went back and rewatched it is that it's a different movie from the one that I think I have the VHS over there. I could be wrong because it's the stack in front of my YouTube, but. It's a different cut. It's like the 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 cut is all mixed up. The third the third act is actually the second act, and it makes no fucking sense. And now when I rewatched it, they have it on uh, streaming, and I was like, oh, it yeah. makes more sense now. <laughs> I remember liking that movie, but I think I'm like I like the blood and gore of all those Italian movies. I think yeah. they stab the bat, a bat. The bat attack. <laughs> yeah, the bat, everybody remembers the bat attack. The bat's very important. The it's, bat's and the reason why you don't go to the basement. No, no, he's got a bat thrower in this movie instead of a cat thrower. <laughs> yeah, these, they're, they're easier to throw. They're, they're very aerodynamic. Uh, the effects are really good, actually. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's credited as uh, a Gennaro De Rossi film who just passed away. He actually did not work on this movie. I had to write that down because I was like, I never knew that until I started uh, doing a little homework. It's Mario Trani who did this, the effects for this film. And there's another scene where they did an eye gouging scene. It's all Fulci does, but they yep. cut it out because Fulci said it didn't look real. 
So then I was like, well, that's fucked up. And so then I, that's how I found out who did the effects. Yeah, there's somebody that knows what a real eyeball getting poked would look it's like. Fulci. It'd probably It'd be Fulci. Fulci, right? It's big on realism. That's why he doesn't use any else dummy cats. He just yeah. throws cats. He throws real cats. But Something with right. Italians and poking people in the eye, man. <laughs> it's always brutal, too. There's Animal not a lot throwers and eye gouging. There's another movie down here that we'll talk about more eye stuff eventually. Let's move on. What's it's next? American, American Werewolf in London. London. Derek's favorite werewolf movie. It is. I mean, it's the best. It's way better than Howling. Just rub it in, Derek. It's really all we need to talk about. You know, it has the best werewolf transformation it does. Of, of, of that year, at least. In bright light, and it looks amazing. And it's finally getting a cool toy. NECA is doing an American one. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm I just so, picked up the new Horror so, Hound. I'm so hyped for that. When they announced that, I got super excited because they already did that bullshit howling werewolf that nobody wants. That's on clearance on the website now. God damn it. And they're finally doing one for a movie people care about. You know what's crazy, howling though? Howling Part 2? When you th- <laughs> <laughs> I, I shit on the howling more than I should. I don't hate the howling. I just Sometimes I think it gets too much love. But it's kind of weird that, like, I think the werewolf genre kind of sucks. I don't know. Maybe there's diehard fans of it that can name off other movies. Why is it so hard to make a good werewolf But movie? it's weird to me that three good ones came out in one year. So we had Wolven, The Howling, and American Werewolf in London in one year. And then we went, what, for until Ginger Snaps? <laughs> or, no, Pretty much. Dog, Dog soldiers. soldiers. Dog Soldiers. Yeah. Dog Soldiers had really brought the howling feel back, huh? And then uh, Ginger Snaps is just a great movie. Yeah, yeah, the, was the, the show, Werewolf the Show. Werewolf the Show was great. I think that's a makeup by Greg Canham, who did like Lost Boys and things like that. If you don't know what we're talking about, I think we've talked about it before on a different episode. You have, yes. Yeah, and it was WDRB television show, and it only lasted like one season. Yeah. There's a DVD set for that, though. It's bootleg as fuck. <laughs> you can't find it because I keep looking. It exists. Oh, I know. It's great because when you watch it, it says Chiller. Remember that show? Yeah. That, that, uh, Station, it was. It's like in the back, and it's like on the right corner. I'm like, oh well. Chiller was awesome. Though. I loved it. Chiller and Fearnet, that shit back in the day was the best. Fearnet.com. I used to watch like the Friday the Thirteenth TV series about the family that owns the antique store. <laughs> good, t- good point. <laughs> like, who got that? Who was like, yeah, you know, we should use the Friday the 13th name for these two teenagers run an antique store. Make, with their parents. Yeah. It's actually it's a pretty good show. But it's it- decent, but you can't get someone to turn it on because of the premise when they see Friday the 13th, even like the lettering and everything. Everything. There's even like that Jason mask that's like in the background as like a wink and nod. And yeah. then. They fuck you. I wish they had had that as a cursed object. They never did that episode. Yeah. I won't go too deep into American Werewolf, though, because we could probably spend an hour talking about that. And that well, we've be talked good. about it. We, talked we, about bring, we bring it up episodes. all the time. I feel like the howling in American Werewolf probably have been brought up as much as Chud. Yeah. John yeah. Landis, David Nott, Trick or Treat, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Trick or Treat. It's cool that you got Evil Speak. I haven't watched that in forever, but the rumor is, and it, yes. well, it doesn't matter because people are going to listen to this. Two months after the fact, but I think Joe Bob's doing it this week. This week. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's got Clint Howard on, and he said it has to do with the devil, so... Yeah, evil oh, speak. Be, yeah. So here's my prediction, even though you guys are going to hear it way later. Yeah, but we're already ahead of the curve. It's Friday. Just to let you know. It's Friday. He steals all our other shit. <laughs> I was one that actually put Clint Howard front and center. Like, you know, yeah. it's nice. So, And when he announced it, I was like, oh, it's finally. People will know who the fuck this guy is. Because yeah. it's, it's always the face in the background. So good Clint Howard, him. yeah, he's kind of a character actor type of guy, even though he's almost always the same kind of character. Right. Ice Cream Man. That's Ice what Cream I was Man, that's right, him. he did do that. Gregory Tudor. My favorite thing about him is that he sells pictures of his brother. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, he, no does. he does. He, he does yeah. because I went, uh, Rachel, Rachel like, wanted no, to get his autograph, he sells them. And, I wanted, and I was looking at his table, and I was like, wait, that's Ron Howard's autograph. 
And then he had his dad's autograph on there too. Yeah, now their dad's even yeah, he's yeah. Famous, and yeah. I was just I was just like, what's what's uh what's what's going on here? And he's like, oh, you know, we were Easter, and I asked him yeah. if they'd sign something. I was like, cool, I'll take that one. Yeah, because I'm holy fuck. I'm never gonna meet those I didn't people. Know they're actually autographed. Yeah, they're actually yeah, autographed. Gets them signed. What he does is that because he told me the same story at family events. He brings just a bunch of eight by tens, has the family sign them, and then sells them at conventions. Wow. It was only like ten dollars more than than yeah. his autograph, and I'm like, well. There was one with. I'm the never going to meet your brother. Yeah, there's no one shit, with the yeah. whole family. He had the dad and both brothers in like one That's picture. Crazy and shit. awesome. For like you know, eighty bucks. It was kind of like it was. I think his was thirty, and then the one with Ron Howard was like forty, and then you can get all three for. Like I think it was like, yeah, it was sixty something like that. But I mean, brings that up. But it's kind of funny though, because like you know you. You already kind of make that joke that he's like the brother no one talks about because right. of course he did like evil speak and then there's ticks and fucking the ice Wraith. cream man. We talked about the Wraith. Yeah, I mean, Rock and Roll High School. So many, you know, Roger Corman. Films. He does the, the cooler movies. That's fucking for sure. Right. And he's the nicest fucking guy. But it's just so funny to see him just embrace it and go. If you want to buy a picture of my brother, give me money. Right. Didn't he do <laughs> yeah. uh, Three from Hell with Bill Mosley? Because I know they just did a, a panel together like last. Oh year. yeah, yeah. Before, he right was he was in Three actually. from Hell. Did he? Yeah, I actually re- I actually recorded their little panel. I, and, th- uh, I think I hit delete on my brain. He was also <laughs> he was also in Tango and Cash. He was. Remember, oh. he was he was he was the uh, he was the cellmate with the slinky. And oh yeah, they ties him up ties to him shut up. him up. Oh yeah. my god, I'm fucking crazy because it says Fester Stallone's trying to read or something. I can't remember. Or maybe uh, it's the opposite. He's trying to read, and Clint Howard's like just a psychopath and won't shut the fuck up. He won't. That sounds like Clint Howard. Yeah, yeah. that's going to right. September of nineteen eighty one. And I put Don't no, go near, near the, the park. park. What the near, fuck is that? I wrote some notes. Please. And, and I have a question mark by the name up there because I couldn't find a release date for it. Or I found have multiples. You seen it? I did. Right. Uh, I did because it's actually a Linnea Quigley film. It's one of her first movies where she got actual lines and Oh, they <laughs> fucked up there. <laughs> I said I'll I'll, I'll I'll read what I wrote. It said, Boy, this is a really bad one. <laughs> bad wigs, bad actings, but good boobs. It's an early Linnea Quigley film. She had a pretty pretty big role in this one. She plays a young girl that befriends the man, the main monster, a brother and sister that are, that are cursed in the Stone Age to be like vampires and have to feed on entrails to stay young. <laughs> and the, and he ends up marrying. She ends up marrying him, having his baby, so they can sacrifice the baby, so that I guess the mother, brother and sister can eat the baby to like reincarnate or something like that. It's 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 really hard to get through. I have to admit, but she's in it for like I don't know most of the movie. Just like graduation day. God damn it. <laughs> uh, the dude who made it made this movie. He was 19 years old, and it got an actual wide release. So you can probably tell. Oh, yeah, it's bad. But, here, the, okay, if you're, like, into Hersha Gordon-Lewis movies, okay. like uh, Blood Feast, not a lot, not a lot of people. You're into dog shit. People who say, like, oh, I love Very those much. movies. I'm like, oh, how many do you have? They're like, you know, yeah. I got, uh, you know, you're not. You just say it because everyone knows the name. Yeah, I mean, it's, that box set went on clearance. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. beautiful, too. I mean, I've got that. the Gorgor Girls VHS over there. Yeah. I enjoy his films, but yeah. they're, I understand what they are. They were like a, a time capsule of that era when people weren't making gore movies. And yeah. the blood looks awful. The acting's bad. This is the same thing, but it was made in 81, and it's very much that style. The blood looks so probably awful. influenced by it. Oh, man. Uh, I, I lost my track because it doesn't even matter anymore. But it's definitely, a, like, what surprised to me was I actually wrote this down. Bob Burns, who we talked about a couple times, who was the production designer on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Howling. Uh, he did the special effects He's for this the movie. child in that Fulci movie. <laughs> God damn it. Not that Bob. <laughs> Uh, and that was the biggest thing about it is like at least they do they do these uh, stomach t- uh, tearing scenes and they yeah. look pretty decent, but it's still very 
H.G. Lewis looking cheap. If someone wants to watch it, where could they find it? Where did you find Jesus. it? Jesus. Oh, wait. I actually put it on our Gore Club page. You can't find it with Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord and go to the Gore Club YouTube page, and I put it on a list on there. So there you go. Cool. There you go. Go to the Gore Club Facebook page and uh, torture yourself. <laughs> you want to move on to Cannibal Apocalypse? Yeah, this is all you again, man. Is this a sequel to uh, Cannibal Holocaust? No. Or Cannibal Furo? Ferox? Ferox? Xerox? Is it called something else in this another has, country? Yes, it does. It has, it has at least a three three different uh, title changes in its So what, how do these two words go together, Cannibal and Apocalypse? How does that work? It doesn't make any sense why it's called this because it has nothing to do with like the end of the world. There's not a zombie outbreak. Not really. It's a cop drama with John Saxon. <laughs> what? I'm not kidding. That's a hard left. Yeah, he comes back. He's got, uh, his, uh, I think it's his partner who is infected, and then he just starts infecting other people like in his like his army, his, what do you call it, like your platoon. Did you watch this one as well recently? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, found it, I found a Blu-ray at a local video store, and I was like, oh, it's so funny. We're going to talk about 1981 yeah. releases. And it's just there? And it's, yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was our Damn. book and music exchange. It was like a local store, I Okay, guess. yeah, they get a lot of cool shit. Yeah, it's a Euro Shock version Blu-ray, and uh, I was surprised that it's actually pretty well. It's it's pretty well made. John Saxon, that throws me off. I know he's, he's, the he's star. done a few weird things here and there, but Cannibal Apocalypse. It's not a bit part. He's the star. He's the main cop who actually becomes a cannibal. And they're like human. They're, they're not like zombies, and they're not like raving. They're like, it's not like a native thing. They're not trying to rip off or be racist. It's just like these army buddies who all get infected, yeah. and they infect each other, and then they just try to hide in the, in the so sewers. So since they're it's army buddies, you think it's a spin on like Apocalypse Now? <laughs> well, it's funny you I should say know. that. See, I don't know. It's funny you Probably. should say that because uh, I just looked it up to see if I can find it, and the only thing I can find is a Cannibal Apocalypse redo, like the, when they did the, uh, they did Apocalypse, the Apocalypse Now, now and it's a documentary redo. from 2002. Oh, oh yeah, that's man. totally what that's it is. Totally. Okay, there so it's go, Apocalypse guys. Now with zombies. That's all I can remember. Because you just I just missed the message. We didn't even see it. We solved it for you. There you go. Thanks, guys. We're detectives. <laughs> I honestly, when you said the title, I thought it was just like the world's ending and like some dude just like, well, got to eat people. Got to eat people. Yeah. John Saxon's got to eat everybody. Fuck, yeah. I'm let down. No. But John Saxon. That's good. That's thumbs you up. You do it with the kung fu. No, <laughs> there's no kung fu. In it. Well, I can't remember. Maybe. <laughs> so this this next one's like one of your guys' things, right? Don't both, both of you like this movie? I'm not a big fan the of Boogans. It's, it's just, it's people talk about it like they do Spookies, but it's not even close to good as Spookies is. Spookies is shit on pretty badly. Yeah, it is pretty shit. But since it's got his Blu-ray release, everybody's like, "Oh, I went and bought it. Oh, I got, I saw it on. uh, I think Joe Bob actually did an episode. He he did. I got, I got anything. I think Derek talked talked about this. Maybe not last episode, but recently about like anything Joe Bob says. There's certain people who are just like, "Yep, let's go, let's go." Yeah. Yeah, and that, that happened recently too. They did the, they showed the, like the shot on video things. That's it. And that they sh- was it. they yeah. show they show things in Sledgehammer, right? And my whole thing was everybody's like, "Oh, this piece of shit, I can't get through." I'm like, "Yeah. If you haven't seen these two movies, you don't like shot on video." So you there you go. You don't like the genre. You know, that's the yeah, thing. These are the two of the better ones. Yeah, these are two like movies that shot on video fans love to watch because they're intentionally fucking goofy. And they're like, ridiculous. They always try to sell it like, you know, Joe Bob does it like very deadpan, talking like, yeah, they knew what they they were trying to make a serious movie. The guy that made things was not trying to make a serious movie. Like he embraces that shit all the time when people talk shit about him. But on the other end, it's like Spookies. He showed Spookies the week before and he shit on it and he gave it like two stars or whatever. Yeah. But Everyone I've ever talked to that's watched Spookies as a kid loves Spookies. It's fun. Yeah. And once you and once you once you like find out it's more about it, stupid. it makes it even better. It's like, oh, this was just two movies and they just added all this shit together. Great. This yeah. is amazing. 
Now we're talking about Boogins. Boogins and, I did not watch. And I had to write this. Stephen King must have had been handed a lot of money to, to put his line on the VHS because he was doing Evil Dead, which is actually good. And then this one, he said, it's wildly energetic monster movie. Haven't we had this uh, conversation about King before, though? Doesn't yeah. he do this a lot? <laughs> like, I feel like there's a lot of Stephen King. It's wrong with Buck, man. Is he it, needs a coke. Is it possible when he said wildly energetic, he meant his cocaine? Oh, my. Yeah, he's wildly energetic. <laughs> you think it's like like at a convention, if you hand like a actor, like your movie, like, hey, man, can you check out my indie film? And he asks him how it was like a month later, and they never watched it. And they're like, wildly energetic. What's some generic shit I could put together? <laughs> and then you're like, can I use that on the box? They're like, get the fuck away from me. Sure, go away. Security. Yeah, sure you can. That probably happened to Stephen King a lot in the 80s and 90s. And that's where we get all these quotes and shit. On the, I mean, I guarantee if we go through these VHSs you have back here, we can find about three or four. Oh, the Stephen King just quotes like, yeah. wildly energetic. Like, especially if you have his own movies. He's like, wildly energetic, <laughs> the stand. Gary Sinise, the fucking man. <laughs> Speaking Boy, of the Oyster cult, fuck yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That, but that's actually a decent beginning of a film. But I, it's funny that you talked about the stand. Everyone was talking about the stand so much, the new one that came out. And then when it came out, you just like nothing. Nothing, yeah, because they remembered what the stand is. Yeah, it's a big Bible story. It's a big Bible story, and it's a little boring. Very long. I mean, uh, the, the 90s were very, a good time for those TV movies and shit. You know, hey, watch fucking four episodes of a movie. That doesn't work so much these days. But get back to this fucking Boogerins. Boogerins. I actually, speaking of the Boogerins. box, I wrote down the back of the box. Uh, yes, tell me that, please. Okay. I'm surprised you don't <laughs> read own it, it to where read we it for read me. it. I looked, and I thought I did. Tell me about these pieces of shit aliens. In a small town near Denver, two young men begin to explore a long-abandoned old mine recently reopened by a group of miners. Yeah, that makes sense. When one of the men is, is discovered missing, that doesn't make sense to me, uh, his friends begin to search that leads to tell, tell them... A, the search that leads them to a horrifying consequences they are all unaware of of the evil. What? That was discovered missing. Right. <laughs> I would not watch this movie. It's like it's badly written. I wrote it. I swear, just like it's written. Uh, the, the evil has been unleashed, and soon they will confront the unknown in order to save their lives and the entire town. So it's got puns, and it was written by a third grader. I don't know, man. I even added commas where they were, and it just didn't make sense to yeah. me. I, was like, oh, okay. I started it. It just it wasn't happening for me. That was one of them. I was like, you know what? We got so many movies in 81. I'm not doing this to myself. Maybe need it. Yeah. So, now, sorry fans of this, because I'm sure there's like some group of the boogies or whatever they're fucking called <laughs> that love it. But it's dog shit. I put the entity on there. but Yeah, what I, is that? It's been found in a lot of 81's list, but I discovered, because when it came out, obviously I didn't see it when it came out. It, came it was out released 80, in 83. 83. Okay. So I don't know if it was one of those that was made. And Your original list was wrong, back. too, because you put Piranha 2 on there. Right. And Maybe that, it, is it a comes film out eighty two. Yeah, oh, I had to take it off because it didn't because a lot of the lists have it on there, and it says I was like, wait a second, I rewatched that movie last night, and I yep. was sitting myself and saying, wait a second, I think Prana Two is on the Wikipedia list if you pull like horror yeah. from eighty one. It, it is, it yeah. is, and it's wrong. Uh, but it's I've got plenty of notes about it, so we'll talk about it some other time. Yeah, no, I did too, man. And then uh, <laughs> you like, save those notes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll need, <laughs> we'll need it for Prana Two. Well, I mean, it's been a month since we've done the first eighty one episode, so yeah. I did like a refresher on some of the movies, and I was like. Wait a second. This is made in it was not even released in 81, so delete. Yeah, and you can't trust like uh, streaming services either cuz they just lie all the time. Yeah, I I didn't notice it until I wrote everything down. I was like, motherfucker, that says 82. Yeah. Like, so the same with Piranha 2, the entity was not released in 81. So skip. So fuck it. So what's this I can't see that far. Same thing with The Alchemist. It's on the top of a lot of a list because it obviously starts with A. Yeah, that but was 84? not released until 84. Mm. 
Sorry, Alchemist. Oh, we'll just skip past that. Hop too. on Wikipedia and fix this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's publicly ran. So uh, full can, Moon High. Full Moon High. I have not really seen it, but you have the box in you front have, of you. Yeah, because I haven't seen it either. I thought this was Teen Wolf, but it, it's tough being a teenager try turning into a werewolf every full moon. That's fucking. That's not even punny or anything. It's like Big Wolf on campus. Well, I, mean, I, own it shit. I still haven't watched it. But I'll tell you this right now four stars, good, hairy fun, says Blockbuster Entertainment Guide. Probably written by Stephen King. <laughs> For a dollar. Yeah, this is too much. I'm not going to read all this, but it's just the problem of a typical high school teenager. What? The problems of a typical high school teenager take on monstrous proportions in his comical free spirit send-up of horror movies from the legendary cult film creator Larry Cohen. I like Larry Cohen. Yeah. I can't fucking see anymore, guys. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> read it anymore. Fucking I said stop. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just read the very end. Nonstop gags, a dynamic ensemble of eccentric characters, and hilarious comedic turns by McMahon and Adam Arkin's real-life father, Alan Arkin. There you go. So he's just a teenager that also turns into a werewolf. It's literally yeah. like Teen, Teen Wolf. Wolf. I mean, yeah, he's but it's like way before Teen Wolf. What's that rated? A couple years. Uh, it's rated PG. Yeah, never yeah. mind. It actually um, got a lot of people who they talk about that movie because it's the fourth werewolf movie released that this year. That year, it, it gets yeah. the least amount of uh, of coverage. People talk. I, 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 yeah, it's I on why. a lot of lists, but I don't hear people actually going to like. I don't talk. They don't. People don't talk about it when we talk about werewolf movies in '81. Wait a minute. This kid's his plans soon. Change when his ultra right wing dad, played by TV icon Ed McMahon. <laughs> now I gotta watch it. I'm glad I went to the middle here. Hey, Ed McMahon was the guy that would throw giant checks at old people, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, that's my guy. He just show up at your door and just throws fucking checks. At yeah, you. I remember like I would check the mail and my mom would get mad at me because I'm like, I want all these magazines. Oh it was always no! Like the clearinghouse thing. Yeah, that's it. Publishers clearing. That's what it was. Yeah, and, and it was uh, also on like a, the was it the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? Oh yeah, that's, they credit him with the Tonight Show on the back, but yeah. I was like, that's not Jay Leno. Oh, this is the original. That's how it's probably it's probably dead. Uh, the only time <laughs> I've ever watched the original Johnny Carson is that Hulk Hogan interview. Every now and then I'll go back to that because it's just funny. He's a Hulkamania brother before like he was in WWF. So he was all roided out. He, dude, he's like, this is like Thunderlips Hogan. Oh, yeah. So, like, the chair looks like <laughs> an elementary school chair when he sits in it. It's pretty fucking funny and awkward. Oh, What's the so, next? So oh, the next one is the prowler. the prowler, man. Yeah, directed by Joe Zito, written by six fucking people. What? Which is pretty cool because it's a pretty coherent film. Six brilliant people. Yeah, starring Vicky, Vicky Dox, Dawson as Pam. And for years, I thought she was the blonde in Pumpkinhead until I did some research on this episode. Uh, let's see. Christopher Gottman is. Why would you think Because <laughs> she looks just like her. Because <laughs> uh, they look the same. They're blonde. Rich, Christopher Gottman is the like the Richard Hatch Apollo guy from like, uh, he looks like Battlestar Galactica Apollo. Remember that? Hey, not show? to rewind too much, I finally found my note on the Boogans. <laughs> the Boogans. It just says, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, that's where I was at with that. Uh, Anyways, back, back to fucking Prowler. <laughs> one, one of Tom Savini's most proud movies. He loves the he loves the effects he did in this movie. Oh, the Prowler. Yeah, yeah. we'll definitely get to that because I want to talk about some I love Tom the Savini in this. shit. Uh, Farley Granger is the the sheriff of this town, and I guess we'll just spoil it. Fuck it. Or well, we so, so going with the opening scene, I mean, the couples like it's that stab through uh, with the pitchfork mm -hmm. at the. Was that be that's pre Friday Thirteenth? This is right? what I was going to get to. We Perfect. Kinda, we hinted at it last time, but we didn't want to go into the Prowler. But was this before Friday Thirteenth? With yes. the whole like the couple because that becomes like a staple for Jason Voorhees. Yeah. But for me, I feel like that's the first time it was done on film that I've seen. 
and it's it's very yeah, cute. You're, you're probably right. I mean, this good movie, way to go out. This movie is very similar to uh, my my bloody yeah. Valentine. Like yeah. the the storylines well, are pretty similar. I think with Friday Thirteenth, the kills a little more. Not that it fucking matters, but realistic because the pitchfork going through two bodies seems like a lot to me. The giant pole and the fucking whatever the fuck else Jason uses. More practical. Just whatever. Whatever yeah. you find. But I love that opening scene. I don't, I mean, it's just like, yeah, fuck it. This guy shows up in all black and just stabs through these motherfuckers. And now we're in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Friday the 13th Part 2 came out first. Okay. So, so my him. thinking so was, to this is what I wanted to talk about. So I had to check the date real quick. Um, I thought that he was just saying fuck you to that movie because there's the pitchfork scene yeah. with the rat. Just like where she hides under the bed. Yes. I, and, and then the pitchfork breaks in half and she uses it. I was like, is he being like, fuck you, Friday the 13th franchise? And then what you just talked about. Like, it's totally, he has yeah. to be. He cannot be. Just kind of tell them to fuck themselves? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, because, you know, that, that whole crew was like, there's not going to be a Friday the 13th Part 2. Fuck you guys. I'm yeah. Gonna, and then they offered him Friday the 13th Part 2, and then he's like, no, I'm going to do this movie, The Prowler. Or, no, he did The Burning and then did The, did the Prowler. Both are which are superior to most Friday the 13th movies. It's true. I love Friday the 13th Part 2, but I couldn't I love can't the watch The Prowler and not see some of those scenes and go, wait a second. I've always liked The Prowler. I like Because it's like a horror movie footloose. It's like, you can't dance here anymore. If you dance, murder will happen. <laughs> it's an evil footloose. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. They're like, we can't. We haven't had a dance in forty-five years. If you dance, people will die. It's just like so. If John Lithgow just was just killing with Jesus, people. it's the same movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, holy hands. That would be so much better if the Prowler was Kevin Bacon showing up to that town. I'm like, Let's no, guys, dance. we're gonna fucking dance. <laughs> people getting stabbed. To I need a hero. You don't know, but the outside of this building's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy who played the Prowler never Kevin got Bacon. credit. Really? You no, know, he didn't get credit. His name is Peter Giuliani, and he became a producer of movies like Collateral, Toys, Sphere, and The Birds of Prey Show. Is that the, the creepy mayor guy? No, the guy who actually played the oh, Prowler in the Oh, I thought you were talking about the like, the, like well, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking With of, the leaking hair. Yeah, I was like, that's no. probably why he wasn't credited. They're like, fuck that. Uh, there's a lot of actors in this movie, uh, like I said, about the, the main a lot actors. of actors in this movie. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of actors people knew at one time, and that was yeah. kind of like a staple of the 80s is like taking older uh, cowboy actors or whatever and putting them in movies to make them like, give the movie a little bit more Tourist weight. trap. Right. Oh, Rifle man. Right. Yeah. I mean, like Halloween, all these things. Yeah. Um, Lawrence Tierney is in this film. He's the old man in the wheelchair who's a piece of shit. And he was a piece of shit in real life. He he his he was jailed so many times during his early Hollywood days they just stopped hiring him for any movies. He shot his nephew on the set while filming Reservoir Dogs and they had to bail him out to finish Reservoir Dogs. And when you say shot, you mean like actually shot him with a bullet? Yes, yes. Okay. I don't mean he shot him on the set, but while filming that movie, that, that, even better. that actually happened. <laughs> it was just like, fuck you, like, well, nephew. We, we, we Tarantino's get getting really fucking meta now, just shooting people. Well, Tarantino has a story in one of the special features, I think, on the Reservoir Dogs about how much he hated working with Lawrence Tierney, but he was a legend. There you go. Well, you should just, <laughs> uh, you should just suck it up. Be like, be like Werner Herzog. For as much as I like, yeah. For as much as I like the Prowler, it is like a it's a bad murder mystery because it's blatantly obvious who the killer's gonna be the whole time. I'll I mean, be back. They you bring don't up see the, him the whole movie. And then the rest of the movie, like the whole time he's gone, they bring up the sheriff. Like, well, can't phone him. And then the one guy, like the worst hotel clerk ever, answers the phone. He's like, nope, he's not here. They're like, can you check? Yeah. And he sets the phone down and just like I don't forgot what he does. Maybe jerks off or something. And it comes back five minutes later. <laughs> he's just like, yep, he's not here. That's one of my favorite scenes because that dude could have prevented so much. I know. Just that lazy fuck would have been like, 
Uh, yeah, he's not in his room, so he's probably out murdering all your friends. Go get him. <laughs> he's soft. Uh, Joe Zito and Tom Savini teamed up again for Friday the 13th Part 4. Uh, and it, actually, that movie, as well as this one, has a Carrie ripoff ending. Well, they cut it out of Part 4 at the end where you know the yeah. mom comes back at the end. But we ever, I think everyone now has seen that scene that has been cut out where the mom just disappears. She walks out in Friday the 13th Part 4 and then she just disappears. And then you don't see her again. And the special features, used, there's actually a scene of her like, Coming back to life for no fucking reason whatsoever. Is there really? Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But this also has a, uh, like a carry ripoff thing. <laughs> God, Welcome it. to Slasher Film. Why do I watch this shit? I love it and I hate it at the same time. I did like that the prom band, Nowhere Fast. They're kind of fun. Did you, did you see if they had a band camp? Did you find any of their music? Uh, they are on YouTube. They do have like a oh my YouTube. God. So you, you can find some of their songs on YouTube. I do have, like, every movie. We try to do that with things. When we watched things the other night, we're trying to look up that band. Oh, Tailspin? Tailspin, <laughs> yeah. But you can find covers of it, but you can't find the actual song. But you can uh, find, like, losers in their basement with their fucking, <laughs> I knew the acoustic version of Tailspin. So 300 nerds will clap for you. Uh, so well, we got Evil Dead. Evil Dead's the next movie. What is, what's the Evil Dead? What is that? No, I don't know. I think, I uh, think it's, it's uh, a, Have you ever seen Reading Rainbow? <laughs> sort of like that, but they're zombies. look like I've seen Reading Rainbow? <laughs> Do you see how hard it was to get through this back oh. of this cover? <laughs> uh, I think we've talked about we, Evil Dead quite we did. a bit. We had a whole Bruce Campbell episode, and I was thinking, is there anything to say about this movie that hasn't either been said by us or everybody by us? else in the world? It's okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's a tough one, man. The only thing, like everyone knows, like the Coens helped edit this movie. Uh, who's all starting it? What was going on? How their names are changed because there's SAG issues? All these things, like the fake shims, the special effects. Everyone knows it all. How they beat the shit out of Bruce Campbell, and that's how he really got his break. They're like, well, this guy will do fucking anything. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I did find is I did, at least I did, I myself did not know is that it did get prosecuted as a video nasties, as most of these movies did, and yeah. this, uh, this it was the reason because how many times they had to go to court and it was guilty. Uh, this is the movie that stopped uh, Sam Raimi from making ultra violent films, and that's why everything became orange and green and ridiculous over the top. Eighty one video nasty is a lot different than like if you're like a ninety one video nasty. Yeah, <laughs> and there's want- levels. To this shit. <laughs> Uh, there are six DVD releases between Anchor Bay and Elite Entertainment in the There's 90s. Only six? Oh, in the 90s. Yeah, the 90s. Okay, as I say, holy fuck, dude. No, I, man. I have probably six or seven. I've got a lot. And I'm picky about the ones I pick up. I know. It's just, they get me every time. But that's, and there's not a whole lot we can say about this that hasn't been said. God damn it. Evil Dead. That's Evil Dead. I mean, it, it, for a lot of us, it started our love for this genre in general. I mean, I've talked to a billion different people that, you know, this that's the franchise that got them into it. And someone like me, younger, I watched Army of Darkness on TV. Like, we've talked about that before, and I had to go backwards with this shit. But yeah. it, it really did draw me into all Same this here, shit, man. You know? this, Same here. I saw, it the, saw Army of Darkness in the yeah. drive-in, then had to go find the videotapes. Yeah, I and saw I found part them, two first. Yeah, I, saw, I saw Army of Darkness part two, and then I found the first one. Yeah, yeah and that's that's normal. Nowadays, people shit on you for, like, like I was talking about at the beginning of the show. is like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, man, we didn't have it. We had... You're always talking about seeing it on television, late night TV. Yeah, might seeing be. it on TV. Yeah, that's Friday the 13th Part 3 first. It's just how it works. Yeah, that's the best way to, some, to me as like a kid, is also seeing it on TV. Because then when I finally rent it, I'm like, titties! <laughs> <laughs> These weren't in the TNT version. You know, like when you're like a 12-year-old and you've been watching this like, you know, every Friday the 13th, every Halloween... You, these movie, all these horror movies come on, and then suddenly you decide to rent them. Even though you've seen it a billion times, one day you go to the video store and the shit you want's not there, so you're like, fuck it, I'm going to rent this movie. You know, it's just comfort food. 
And then all of a sudden, it's like my comfort food has extra blood and titties. This is awesome. <laughs> I love like the sides soon, on this. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, I, I remember when that happened to me. I instantly, I'm like, oh, I gotta rent everything I've ever watched on TV. Sometimes you'd be let down. You rent like trimmers. You're like, fuck, it's just trimmers. It's just trimmers. You're just really hoping there's titties in movies that you just had no clue about. Just every fucking movie I ever watched, I'm like, oh, I probably should just rent like Magic School Bus. Like, I fucking <laughs> <see what laughs> more acid than that. Let's, Let's see, see what, what happens. happens. Like, you know, your teenage brain just you think everything's cut to death for TV which a lot of it was, even though, like, you know, the 90s were the boom for Monster Vision and uh, USA Up All Night and all that shit, but they still cut it up. Yeah, they did. Like, Rhonda cut. Shear can show her tits, but you can't show them in the movie. <laughs> Rhonda Shear, holy shit. That was the, she's like the third host of that show. Yeah, so for me, like, as my age range, it was Gilbert Gottfried and Rhonda Shear. I know there was a host, like, before that. Commander like, USA. Commander USA. Yeah. That's, was that an actual human? Yes. Yeah, you Dressed say that I think of like that small soldiers guy. Yeah. He mainly did like light light stuff, and then when they moved him to the the nighttime stuff, is like then cool. they kind of realized like this is not the right guy. It's We're, fun. He's dressed up in like superhero. So he smokes a fuck. He looks kind of like the mix between the comedian and Doctor Strange. So did they have like an MTV VJ type of thing that they yeah. were going for, trying to pick up on the steam that MTV had going for? Him? Yeah, and then, cool. Gilbert, you, then Gilbert Gottfried, then Gilbert Gottfried be like, "Hey, your voice is annoying. Come out here and talk about movies." I, I know, but he always showed that. So it was cool about Gilbert is he always. Showed the party movies, so he would show like Party Camp and all this shit. That party like, nerds. Also, yeah. if I rented those, titties, titties. <laughs> you know, like, there's like so much sex in those. You had like these crazy expectations of for what like a college field trip was. <laughs> Let's see yeah. what we got next. We got we strange got... behavior, which I've never seen. I have no I idea. I just wanted to is. mention it because I know there's people out there who love this kind of films. They're gonna yell at us. Uh, and then I put Enter the Ninja because I love that movie, but I don't think we should dig into it because it's not horror. But fuck, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. But yeah we... I would. I really wish I'd watch that instead of the next one. The Pit. The Pit. Dude, come on. The Pit is so hey, much. It, it's so it, much it's, to the Pit. It's it's fun. It's it's got layers. It's got trogs. It's got a creepy kid. <laughs> I wrote down. It's got Julie Brown. <laughs> yes. No, it does. no wait. Is that the one with Julie Brown? Or am I thinking of the other movie? No, no, no. That was another movie we covered earlier. I wrote down. Your thought process. I thought it had the well. weirdest openings that never that I have never watched. Oh, let's see. I thought it had one of the weirdest openings that I'd ever watched. Much like the episodes of this podcast, it starts without any explanation. No, it starts. It, it starts in the face. Yeah, it's, it starts in a. It starts in a like a scene in the like. That, that happens in the, in the middle movie. of the movie. Yeah. yeah, you guys, I know. I was just like, what? Didn't I just see this fucking scene already again? What? You watch it your way, and I'll watch it mine. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's just like the quickest rundown of this. So we'll just say what it's about, and then we'll just kind of fill in a few gaps here. So there's this little shithead kid that gets picked on a lot. And he's kind of he's kind of like Bob from the previous movie in a lot of ways. If you've ever seen Ted. If you see that <laughs> shitty comedy Ted, this is horror movie Ted because it's this kid with this fucking teddy bear that tells him to do things. But the, the bear never really talks, but it's insinuated that this kid's hearing things from this bear. And he discovers this pit that has these boogans in it. Or the trogs. <laughs> he trogs? Called, and he can't even say, like, he finds out that they're yeah. trogs and he calls them the trollalos. And he's yeah. like, I thought yeah. he was saying troglodytes for tro- a while. Tro- well, they are troglodytes, but he, said, he says troglalos. I don't know what any of these Also, he's got, he's got the 80s equivalent of a chili bowl haircut. Continue. He's got the chili bowl. So essentially, <laughs> Thanks, what, Dave. what starts happening is he discovers that these, like, these little monster dudes live in a pit that they can't get out of because they're, I guess they don't have any upper body strength. So. He just starts feeding people. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. thinks, I can't remember if they tell him to do that or how he just figures like, no, he, I teddy bear does. No, oh, that's right. He t- tells him to feed him. He throws him like snack cakes and little Debbies, but it doesn't work until he actually throws a little Debbie down the, down the well. I was surprised at the special it, effects, actually. 
for anywhere's a fucking turtleneck. Well, the little turtle monsters. No, no, they look cool. They do look cool. Yeah, Dennis is shaking his head. Dennis is recording this tonight. He's like, no, no, the kids. You're wrong, Steve. The kill scenes in this movie, like. The one girl is so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, he steals her bike, and he's taken off with it, and she's just like, whoop. She <laughs> can see that big hole. That's half the kills of the movie. He just tricks people into falling into a fucking hole. Well, like, he's like, like seven. All right, so, so his mother, his mother's out of town, so this lady's watching him for, You've like, I don't wild, know, buddy. like, fucking 12 months or something like that. Which, by the way, do you like washing me? <laughs> yeah. That's when a weird scene. Yeah, when she's like, this lady who's watching him, which is weird anyway, that she's in like the bathroom with him, like scrubbing him down in the bathtub, like he's an. Got to be like thirteen man. or fourteen or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's not young enough for this situation. And he looks dead at her. Do you like washing me? Oh, I would move. It's very, very <laughs> awkward. Yeah, she should have just left at that point. But like, she has, she has a boyfriend. And like he kills the fucking boyfriend. They're tossing a fucking football and he runs for the ball. I know. And he just jumps into the fucking hole. Well, you know, I don't look at my feet when I'm catching the ball. I like, the wheelchair I, kills the best because when he's pushing the wheelchair, there's like Looney Tunes music fucking <laughs> And I'm like, why is this happening? This movie's supposed to be like dark and weird and there's just like this zany fucking music. And nobody fucking uh, notices. All these people are fucking disappearing. disappearing. And they're there's just no like, bodies, what's going on? Yeah. I don't know. He steals an old lady in a wheelchair. He just talked about yeah. it. Yeah, and he tells the babysitter point blank, he's like, hey, I'm killing people. And she's like, no, you're not. He's like, you want to go see my pit? Like, as soon as you say that, I'm like, all right, I believe you. You're Bye. killing people, <laughs> And she still follows him. And then, you know, she, she slips. Yeah, and she, and she, even, like, she literally she, just slips. She dies. And, like, the whole movie is this kid throwing people into a pit with these little troglodytes. But the end. But at the end of the movie, he ends up going to live with his grandmother. Oh yeah, and they, there's a there's a little girl there next door, and she's like, "You want to play with me?" And they go off, and they're running through the woods, yeah. and there's a fucking pit there too. Yeah, yep. and she just coincidence, bye, buddy, and pushes him in, and she pushes him and in, it, and it, just just to go back just a little bit, so we can get the fuck off this movie. <laughs> but before that happens, the way you think the story's supposed to end is the cops like they they build a search party. Like Halloween 3 or whatever the fucking Halloween they did that in. Was it 5? Where they're yeah. like, oh, we'll get a search party to hunt Michael Myers. That's what they do in this one. They're like, search party. We'll just bust a cap in all these motherfuckers. Part 4. Yeah, that's it. They just go shoot them. Yeah. yeah. Shoot them and fill the hole. <laughs> and he also sees the it babysitter's ghost. Yeah. That was fucking weird. That's another, I know it's a weird thing to say about this movie. It's all weird. If, you, if you dabble in shrooms or acid, watch the pit. If not, fucking do something else. Oh literally God. anything else <laughs> so from there the pit we go to the dark night of the scarecrow from there if you have problems sleeping you can watch dark, dark night, night of the scarecrow we've talked about this put you before asleep. and Derek is not a fan I don't think Dave is either no I'm the only one who no. liked this movie I guess if you I saw it like when child. it came out yeah like I mean that matters a lot sometimes it does, it really does. I totally understand it. we can yeah. skip it because I don't even have it really like no, that's fine. Well, and I'll at say, least on CBS. It was a big deal at the time. The old man that made it was very nice. He was so nice that I didn't talk shit to him. Wow. After he made me watch his movie. Because <laughs> remember, it was it was vanished for a while, and he released that DVD about 10 years ago. Yep. I was at the first convention he showed it at, and my buddy that was with me, Jake, started this whole Gore Club shit, yeah. was there, and he's like, I love this movie. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't believe that most of the time. That usually goes wild places. And I, dude, plus I was drunk. So I sat in his room in a shitty chair watching his slow-paced oh, made-for-TV. it's a TV. very slow-paced It was hard. Yeah. But I felt so bad. About, I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just, I was like, man, he's so pumped about getting this released. I'm just going to buy it. That was the first time you were shamed into buying a movie, wasn't it? it oh, 
I don't doubt know. It. Yeah, I doubt it. I, I've been we support a lot of our friends. I've I've bought some shit from conventions. I mean, I've gone been going to conventions for about fifteen years now, and I've I've bought shit from indie people. Like I've literally seen somebody like behind their table a whole weekend not make a dollar, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy this motherfucker's movie. I'm gonna talk to him about his movie for like five minutes and act like it's real, <laughs> and I'm gonna give him ten dollars, <laughs> and we're gonna go on for our lives. Uh, yeah, but after Dark Knight of Scarecrow, which we're not gonna talk about anymore, it was on CBS. There you go. Uh, Halloween two. <laughs> Halloween 2, which we have talked, we talked about. We did a whole episode. We did. It's the same thing with Evil Dead. I tried to find something that I might not, not have known about. Originally, it was supposed to be filmed in 3D. I didn't know that. John Carpenter didn't like it. They were going was there to- a 3D <laughs> boom at that time? I yeah. thought that came a little later. It came, it came like two years later with okay. like Jaws and Amityville. Uh, this was actually originally supposed to be set in the future. Uh, like not like space, like cyborg <laughs> fucking. But it was supposed to be set a few years later, where like Jason Michael X. was going to stalk Laurie and his and her children, and apartment like a high rise apartment yeah. complex. Uh, let's see, I remember. What else did I find? That'd I found, be kind of like, cool, like the raid. She's like Myers going up. Yeah. Or no, the opposite. Michael Myers going up the steps. She's yeah. at the top floor. Oh my god, she's the big boss. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I also looked up. I didn't. I, this kind of ticked me off a little bit. That I didn't know about in the 30th anniversary edition that Universal had now bought the rights. They t- removed Mustafa Akkad's name off of the credits, opening credits, because they all said, you know, presents, presents, and yeah, it's always he, like every single one of them. Yeah. And that when they did the they released the DVD or Blu-ray, I cannot remember which one it is. I just found that. Maybe a couple days ago, this information, and I was like, "Wow, that's fucked that they uh, did that." And then, he, of course, he gets killed in a terrorist attack. Yeah, but he died. He, he, it was like happened around the same time they did this. But they've went back since, right? Yes, it's, it's all been. I feel re- like on my set, it's there. It has been replaced. Good. Um, yeah, because that's fucked. It, it, it grossed more than any other. Most of these other films that are yeah. getting probably ready to combined. Go yeah, it, it was actually a big thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's uh it's actually the first one that doesn't have uh, like animal death. Halloween two. Uh, Halloween has two where he eats the one where you found the little yeah. carcass and then he strangles the dog. So there you go. That's yeah, animal that's death in this one. Halloween two. Halloween <laughs> two. For all you animal lovers out animals there, animals are safe. Halloween two. Dog, dog. No dog. No dogs die in the making of Halloween oh, two. Let's see what's next. Shock treatment. What about shock treatment. Do any dogs die in shock treatment? They did when they watched it. <laughs> I actually like the shock treatment. Treatment. The only reason I put it on there is because I did forgot that it came out in ni- 1981. It's the kind of sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show. And then just go find it if you're a big fan of that movie. Let's move on. All right. Galaxy of Terror. <laughs> and why is there a question mark? Do you not know what day it came out? No, I could not find a, an official release date because when you go on different sites, it, it either has nothing or it says a different one from a, like the other site that says it has a date. So I was like, that's kind of strange. This has Joni and no Chachi. I know. <laughs> this movie has a lot of people in it. Uh, it's Robert England, very Robert early England. on. Yeah, it's, he, it, it, it's weird because if you look at like cast and crew, yep. you've got Robert Sid England. Haig. You've Sid got Haig. Sid Haig. But I mean, as far as crew goes, James Cameron was the second unit director. Yeah. Bill Paxton was a set designer. Oh, I didn't see set, that. A nice. set dresser um, in the movie. But, you know, this movie is... This movie Roger, fucks. I love yeah. this movie. Robert, Ro- Roger Corman wanted to make movie. Alien, yeah. and that's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, he had, and it, he had some money. He had money. It was it was a very graphic movie. Sid was playing just like a straight up badass. It's fantastic. The all it is so good. And he's, yeah, he's got his little weapons. When he has the, like the arm cut off and then like the arm stabs you is the best fucking thing in the world. Like it has some, like that a weird like crystal like shard. <laughs> yeah, his crystal his crystal weapon. It's like a crystal glaive like from Crawl. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a brutal movie, man. It, I don't understand the rape scene or why it happens. No, it was supposed to happen. It was, no, it was, it was cut Roger down. Roger Corman redid it. Well, Roger did. Corman wanted to do that a certain he way. More. 
Yeah, he wanted more, but it got cut down. The actress was not happy when she saw it. That really ruins, like, the feel of the whole, because the movie's, like, really fun. Even the kills and shit, it's all just kind of fun, goofy sci-fi. And then that scene happens, and it's like, fuck. Yeah. Why is this even, it doesn't fit any narrative at all. It's literally like a giant maggot. Like, for those who haven't seen it, it's not, like, person on person. It's like this alien maggot Worm thing. thing. Yeah. 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 Attacking this lady for like no reason. Doesn't do it to any other character. There's other women on the ship. Everything. It's very evil dead where it's like awful at the beginning and then somehow she enjoys it at the end. It gets weird. Yeah. He hired a body double to finish those scenes out to make them a little bit more graphic. Yeah. Roger Corman? Yeah. Man. But But that was cut. So though too, a lot of it was cut because the movie was originally rated X. I bet, and they had to cut a lot of the gore, and they had to cut that scene down. But for all right, so we're jumping all over the place in this movie. But it's uh, so this movie is basically, like I said, it's like Alien. These people they they crash land on a on a on an alien planet, and there's this giant pyramid, and then when they get into the pyramid. The madness ensues. Really, I mean, it gets really. Yeah, it gets really crazy. I mean, because there's no rules for this. I mean, because there's even like. Robert England has to fight Robert England. You know, he gets cloned <laughs> at one point for some reason. And kind they, of they, what it does, yeah. it does, it does. Like it makes fake versions of your friends in that country. It's your so, fear. I thought it was right. like your fear, right? It's yeah. dealing with like what your fears or what you would have nightmares about. So I guess she dreamed of maggots getting her, which is crazy. You got to get on some sleep medication, girl. Uh, <laughs> some Ambien, maybe. Yeah, you got it. Robert England gets killed by the clone of attacked by a clone, so he actually doesn't get killed by him. Joni. Which is so crazy to me. That Joni she loves Chachi. Gets her fucking head squeezed, like, like exploded. She wanted that to happen because she knew that her scene was actually supposed to have a nude scene as well, and she was like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, just blow my head up. Yep. You think so? I read, yeah. I want to know who has owns that mold of Joni's fucking head. <laughs> it's the same one they use in, like, what, Friday the 13th Part 3 when he squishes the guy's head and his eyeball it. pops out. Mr. Hand ends up being the master is what I wrote. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Mr. Hand, right? Isn't that him? It's like, was it Ray Walston or whatever his name I is? I can't Mr. remember. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think he's, he's Mr. Hand. He's Mr. Hand. Reveals that pyramid was ancient toy used to fight fear. So I did put that on here. So yeah, I make notes sometimes, man. It's weird. It's like some sort of weird passing of the torch. But if you've never seen it, you should definitely you watch it. You should totally it. watch it. I mean, kind of disregard the fucking maggot scene that shouldn't be there but other than that just i love this movie and it's my first time watching it in probably five years but going back to it now i'm getting a little less cynical as i get older too <laughs> <laughs> i liked it a lot i thought it was awesome like yeah. I'm, i'll definitely revisit it more this is one even though I, mm, that scene uh, that movie it, it's it's not like you said the older i get the more i, I can appreciate it but i yeah. i always forget that rape scene when i hadn't seen it for yet for yeah. years it's like evil dead you were watching yeah. evil dead you're like oh fuck yeah, and Do Sam Raimi at least regrets movie? it. You know, he's he's as spoken against that scene yeah. here and there. And I Roger think Corman definitely doesn't. Roger Corman's shit. probably like, he probably doesn't even remember it. He's done so much shit. He's probably like, fuck, I don't know. I was drinking. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> that was my 2000th movie. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think a lot of times it's also, how can I get people to react? You know, how, how can I get them to react to this movie or talk about my movie? Oh, I can do that. Yeah, you can, but why? No, don't it, do it. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure no nobody bought the movie going, oh, you know, it's going to have a maggot, right, somebody? <laughs> That's not a nobody, good selling Nobody point. was not Maybe surprised. Maybe well, like one dude probably did. We were but. talking about Italian films like a couple yeah. episodes ago, yeah. and it's like a lot of Italian films are very rapey. It's like... You want to talk about Japanese animation? Like, fuck, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes... There's a market for it. If there's like a, If it's like a serial killer movie, and that's part of this, like, 
dude's demeanor and what they've done. Humanoids from the deep. I can kind of understand it to an extent. But when you're taking like a movie like this where it has like no business being involved in it, it's just like right. it's out of left field. It'd be it's like, like if there was just like a gas station. <laughs> Why is there a gas station there? <laughs> like, you know, like in, space. in this pyramid. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's just there. Well, I'm thinking, like, I just remember, like, Humanoids from the Deep is it's about raping Gilman. Yeah. So I, I, I can't put it past it to do something like that. Just off, off but at least problem. Humanoids from the Deep, that's like the, that's the central to the central to the plot. Yeah. The, this one's breeding. just like, oh, yeah. breeders, you know? Yeah. Um, I think when we hey. talked about Humanoids, it was like, you know, maybe he just really hated Creature from the Black Lagoon. He's like, I'm going to ruin this motherfucker's <laughs> reputation right now. And we had to wait until that uh, Del Toro movie came out to fix it. Uh, absurd. Now, absurd. Absurd. Oh yeah. Dave was There's... thinking that we had talked about this movie, and I don't. Maybe. Remember maybe we did. Maybe I mentioned it. it. I don't know. We, I mean, we've mentioned it before because it's the I... sequel to An- Anthropophagus. Anthropophagus. Part, it's part two. It's a loose remake. I can't spell that. Joe Diamato directed. Yeah. Uh, written by George Eastman. Stars in it. Same guy that was in Anthropophagus. Eating yeah. baby. Um, He's in a lot of Django these films. These people do not know what time football games happen. <laughs> Wait, what? What's his notes? It's like this bullshit. It's not a realistic. running thing in this movie is that they mentioned the Super Bowl over and over, oh, yeah. and it's like it's like midnight, and they're yeah. constantly like get ready for the Super Bowl. Like the first time, like the the cop guy runs into like the killer, they're just like there's Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's tonight, Pittsburgh Steelers. And then when they're all watching the Super Bowl at, in his family's house, they're eating spaghetti. <laughs> Who has a Super Bowl party and they're like, I made spaghetti. I know. It's, yeah. I, maybe it's before me the now. That's what we're doing. It's the weirdest fucking thing. It throws me off every time. I've, I've seen this movie like two or three times, but it really came out when I'm trying to like pay attention for a podcast. And they're constantly going like, it's a big night. The Rams and the Steelers are going to be playing for the championship. And it's like 11 p.m. <laughs> what some pasta? Yeah, I don't know what time this is all, but bleeding man hospitalized and Super Bowl is what I put there. Yeah, that's a great note. So he's he's he, George Eastman, George Eastman yeah. plays plays the killer in this, and he's it's in Porno Holocaust. Which he's he's, he's in Porno Holocaust. Yeah. He, he helped uh, write that one too, and Diamato helped. He he directed it. So Diamato is the second movie this year. I know. He did a porn that's fucking weird, and then this one that's actually. Pretty good. I was surprised how good it is when I went back and watched this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like this it's movie. It's got a lot of cool kills, man. And like the eyeball stuff in this one, too. Like, yeah, the dialogue kills me sometimes on it. And just some of the things that happen, like him just waking up in that hospital room and just grabbing a drill and just like, hey, gotcha, nurse. <laughs> and just walks <laughs> gotcha. And, and I'm pretty sure this is the one where he pours the acid on her face. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, this has got like a ton of kills. Yeah. And it's, it's set in California. Graphic. Just for my time thing, I did make a note that it is supposed to be set in California, by the way. So in California, it's nighttime. Super Bowl, if the Super Bowl was on in California during the night, that means everywhere else it's on at like midnight or 1 a.m. Yeah, it's on in the morning. And they're like, hey, it says spaghetti. <laughs> it says spaghetti. California. I know what we're doing for Super Bowl this year, Derek. <laughs> I want to go to like BW3s and be like, you guys got any spaghetti? You get some meatballs? Oh, but uh, yeah, the movie's really good. I I really like the, the the fact that like you want to try the, to explain the, the plot. No, like if you could do it like in one paragraph. Yeah, the guy's a monster, but he doesn't wear makeup and he just fucking kills people. It's a failed science experiment, yeah. essentially. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the uh, what's the Chuck Norris one where he's basically fighting Michael Myers. We've just we talked Firewalker. about Firewalker. Yeah, that's fucking great. But it's not that one. It's uh, 
Fuck. It doesn't matter. And he's basically fighting Michael Myers. It's like an unstoppable thing. And that's the thing about this movie. I, I yeah. thought that like the guy who's chasing him is very Sam Loomis. He is. Yeah, he's totally Sam Loomis. Yeah. And he's the one that first brings up the Super Bowl. This guy's but, unstoppable, man. Yeah, I mean, he shows up at the hospital to explain like what the guy is, and no one believes him. They're like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, but he's the guy that also caused this issue, because he's the one that I think ran the experiments, right? Don't they explain yeah. that? He, he escaped. They're just this thing where you can live forever or whatever they're trying to do. Silent Rage. It makes you evil. That's the Chuck Norris movie where he fights Michael Myers. And there's, like I said, there's no makeup on the guy. He just looks like a normal dude. Yeah, Yeah. just a normal dude murdering the shit out of people. I'll fucking throw you over this fence. He's the only thing that connects the movie from the first film that's supposed to be a sequel to. That's it. Yeah. This is the one where the girl's supposed to be, like, handicapped the whole movie, and then suddenly she's not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like they said she's got some kind of weird back problem to where like walking would just make her fall apart and there's no way she can do it and then like the last 30 minutes of the movie she's like well fuck that i'm getting up i'm okay and oh, she was like perfectly fine maybe she was uh on workman's comp and she was trying to get money out of him but she yeah. realized it's not worth it because she's she gonna realized, murder rat her out she realized there's a killer putting the fucking babysitter in the oven <laughs> fuck this place like, that dude's fucking crazy i can run all of a sudden that scene goes a little long if you've never seen this movie there's about eight minutes of this dude trying to ram this lady into an oven <laughs> she's just pushing away and screaming the whole time as her face slowly melts like you're baking like a corn dog yeah it's it's fun it's fun yeah, to watch it's, it's a good scene but it's just very weird because it takes it, it really does last a long fucking time you're like, it's very uncomfortable color? to watch but the, the ending reminds me of basically the first four halloween movies all put together besides part three like the, yeah yeah it's like halloween one two and four <laughs> the ending i was like well okay the ending was. We keep seeing these movies that have kind of like a, like they're like oh that's influenced by this movie. That, and this Doesn't is, she just walk out holding his head or some shit? Yeah, but, yeah. But, but the lead up to that reminded me of like that part from Halloween Four, where yeah. it's like oh it's a transference of evil, and then like the he shot he shoots him and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like oh okay I see that. So I don't know. I just see that kind of shit. I just put it all together in my own little yeah, I don't fucked up nerd in that head. Shit. <laughs> we just talked about it, the Prowler. Yeah. Uh, I think. No, fuck it. No, it serves good, though. It's one of those just, like, if you wanted just a good gore fest where it's, like, pretty much fucking nonstop. I mean, this dude just goes and murders the shit out of everybody while other people eat spaghetti and watch football. (laughs) And it's on Tubi. If you you can't find it anywhere, it's on Tubi. It is on Tubi. And then we jump to November, which I guess Friday the 13th in November, right? If it was November 13th. Yeah. Uh, Dead and Buried, which this one I had never seen before. It's another one that Uh, I watched for the first time. One of you put in our group chat, like, hey, this is actually pretty good. I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I'll put that on my list. I was and super surprised. I was shocked. I love this movie. It's like one of my new favorites from the 80s now. Uh, you want to try to explain that one, though? You know, uh, I'll you do, wanna, a quick you thing, do a quick thing, and then I'll let Derek, I, I, we, we, You challenged him to watch it to see how he, his reaction is. So I'll just yeah. say it's directed by Gary Sherman, Poltergeist 3 and, and the Poltergeist the Legacy. It's written by Daniel Bannon. Parentheses comes up a lot and Rob Shusett, uh, with Robert England in early row, Lisa Blunt, Melody Anderson, who's in like Flash Gordon, Firewalker, another Chuck Norris movie. Uh, it's got Grandpa Joe from like fucking Willy Wonka and yes. the Chocolate Factory. Jack Albertson, uh, and uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, James Fear, uh, what's his name? Fiorentino is the sheriff who's kind of like the hero, and then you got Stan Winston who fucking kills it with the special effects in this movie. Yeah, man. no, they're awesome. Uh, this this was uh, this was prosecuted as a uh, as a video, video nasty, nasty, but it was acquitted. So that's pretty awesome. Hmm. Um, and it, this is one of the ones that it took a long time for me to watch because it just had the same, like the 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 the, the VHS cover is just kind of plain. It's like, is this a sci fi? Very plain. It's the writer of Alien. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll watch it, whatever. And it's just the same. They they never changed that fucking cover. And then when I bought it on DVD, I rewatched it. It's like, oh fuck, I missed out. 
for thirty years on a great movie. Yeah, this, this is one of the ones that I, I hadn't seen. Yeah, and tell it, us, you Dave. put it in you put it in the the chat. So this movie, it's uh, starts off pretty pretty quick. Like this guy's like taking pictures of a seashore, and this lady's like, <laughs> "Oh, take pictures it's of me," pretty. and she she takes off her top, which is, you know, somebody's gonna die. And uh, <laughs> titties and death. a bunch of people just come out of nowhere and just fucking burn him alive. And that, that's the great twist to the, the start of the movie is that you think either like this, this chick's crazy and she's just going to stab him. She's setting him up or this guy's crazy. Yeah. And instead it's, oh, no, the whole town the whole town just shows up to murder this dude right at the beginning. So you instantly know like this is different from what you would normally see, yeah. especially in 81. It's got a very Twilight Zone feel to it as well. Yeah. well. Lisa Blount was the main actor in John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. She's titty girl. <laughs> She's just blonde in this movie, yeah. I won't refer to her as Titty Girl yeah. anymore. I'm just saying that's how we just talked about her. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, where do I know this woman's face? Carry on, Dave. <laughs> so um, you meet a lot of the, a lot of the people, and you meet the sheriff. Uh, they, they find this body, and they, uh, they find it in a car. And they're like, oh, it's been a, in a car wreck, but it's all burned up. And it turns out the guy's not dead. Well, you come in the corner, which is... Uncle Joe or Grandpa Joe, Grandpa, Grandpa Joe, Joe right. yeah, walk. who who uh, from from watching the Joe Bob episode found out he had cancer while he was making this movie. Yeah. This is the last movie he made, so uh, that's fucking sad. But uh, I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna go through yeah, the whole, sometime. Yeah, I'm not gonna go through the whole plot of the movie. Yeah, so the, to, the easiest but, way to explain it is: Hey, the guy dies at the very beginning, gets killed by the hotel. Uh, two scenes later, you see him as the cab driver, so you instantly know something's going on in this movie. So it turns out the people that are being murdered are also being reanimated. So they give you like a double whammy. <laughs> you got a town of killers, but they're also bringing everybody back. Yeah, and the cop doesn't believe it. He's like, what the fuck? But yeah, you these know. aren't like flesh-eating zombies. There's something else going on in this town. It's very Lovecraftian. Obviously, Daniel Bannon is heavily influenced by Lovecraft and most of the stories he writes. And you can definitely see it in this kind of seaside town yeah. in New England, and everything is very Lovecraft. Lots then, of cool kills. Yeah, it's uh, not your traditional zombie fucking piece no, of shit. No, it's, like, it's like more of like a detective story, but with like some really cool kills, because you're still trying to get to figure out who's actually causing all this and it has a a Shyamalan style twist at the end <laughs> so I won't give that away either if you haven't seen it fucking watch it it's on Shutter right now you can even watch it with the last drive in if you want Joe Bob's commentary on it that's the episode I haven't seen yet of this year so oh. I'm excited to go back and visit that yeah. one one thing that really was weird about the movie and I've just got to talk about the scene there's a, there's a scene where the teacher is teaching the kids and she's in the classroom. Weird. And she's talking about fucking voodoo oh, and like yeah, reanimating yeah. corpses and stuff like that. And I'm just like, what the fucking school is this? Yeah, like, it's like this is the Wicker Man. Like, like even in the here? '80s, they yeah. would have burned you for that. I know. Yeah. Horror movies like they always do that though. They always have like teachers talk about shit you would never hear them talk about. Like even like urban legend, the professor's like, here's every urban legend ever. Let's talk about this it. It's like, a great fucking course. Yeah, shit that doesn't happen in real life because I would like school a lot more. And I would have been able to read the back of that cover. This was a very early Stan Winston movie, and he kills it. Like I said earlier, there's a scene, I'm not giving anything away, where it's an autopsy scene, or like it's actually they're reconstructing Reconstructing uh, a woman's head. That's Stan Winston, literally his hands, and it's it's a, it's a we call it time lapse, and he's rebuilding this skull, and he does it, he does it in reverse, and he did it all like as you see it. That was amazing. I found that out, and I was like, what the fuck? So I had to go back and rewatch that whole scene, and it's beautiful. Carry on. All the special effects in this are great. Yeah, they really are. But yeah, just fucking watch it. We can't. We don't have a lot of time to stay on Dead and Buried. We'll do. You can do a whole three-hour episode about it. Yeah. Do Joe Bob. We'll pull a, pull a Joe Bob and just do a commentary over it. <laughs> like Horror 101 is a great podcast. They literally just watch the movies, record themselves, 
talking about him, and then they just re-edited it later. It's a Have they did Dead and Buried before? I don't know. I'll have to find out, but I, I love that podcast. What's Road Games? Road, Road Games. Games. I have not seen it. I've always remember. Shit. Remember it's one that I was red. trying to find. Somebody yeah. brought it up recently, and I looked at it, and uh, I'm trying to remember who was in it now, Steve. I thought it was Jamie it? Lee Curtis, but I could be wrong. It's one of those movies I just could not find at the time. Um, I should probably, I could, I could probably find it now. Uh, so that's why I did, that's why it's in I know red. about Roadhouse. Yeah. About Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, it's Stacy Keach and Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. just remember the uh, the painting for the the, the VHS. So there's a couple movies like that that I'm just like, oh, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later, and I just never do. Stacy Keach and Jamie Lee Curtis star in this Hitchcockian thriller about the games people play on the open road. Yeah, it's like Mad Max. Keach is an eccentric truck driver. Passes the time by creating imaginary lives for the people he sees. Families, hitchhikers, cyclists. He picks up a beautiful hitchhiker, Jamie Lee, who joins him in his game. There you go. <laughs> in case you're wondering, there's some blurry shit on the back here. Very low quality pictures. And there's a picture of a fire. This movie sucks, guys. Let's never watch this. <laughs> Speaking of... Uh, Box art. Uh, Don't go in the woods alone is another one that everyone remembers. the The box art. It's the blonde girl's head with the, like the wooden camp sign. It says, "Don't go in the world. Don't, don't go in the world. Don't go in the woods alone. Don't go in the world alone either. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't go anywhere." Uh, I, I haven't revisited that one, so if you have, please you know, tell us the, tell us your commentary. Tell us your, your ideas in that film. Yeah, I, I saw it once. I just remember, I wrote down one note: murdering in the woods. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to see it to fucking know exactly. that, buddy. That's, that's the only thing I uh, What if there's dawn, no woods? Just before dawn, uh, the butcher, the baker, the nightmare maker. Those, the, all these movies, I've never really, I haven't given. I couldn't find that movie, the butcher, baker, and the nightmare maker. But somebody else told me tonight. It's on Shutter. Yeah, it's on Shutter. Yeah, it's on Shutter. Okay. Because uh, I mentioned earlier, and anybody wants to comment on this too, I'm kind of interested. If you want to have a conversation at some point, uh, it's got kind of a negative reaction due to like apparently it's full of like homophobic dialogue. I may go visit it at some point just to see, but I'm just I'm just interested. Like, <laughs> you don't see a lot of movies that from then cause any controversy in the horror community because we see so much vulgar, like crazy shit. So it's kind of interesting to see a movie like that brought up consistently. So I am curious to see like how awful it truly could be. I don't know what Just Before Dawn is though. It's a slasher film. Sounds like a zombie movie. Yeah, it's it's one I was never really able to, was able to revisit, so I didn't even try to make notes on it or anything. Yeah, we're getting into um, the end. Of, I know a lot of people love it, so that's that's um, that's a good sign. A lot of people love Just Before Dawn. Yeah. Let's see. Just Before Dawn. Just Before Dawn. VHS. That's just a picture of Pam Greer. <laughs> all right. Sold. <laughs> that's that's all it take for us. Like, hey, you, got, you got Pam Greer? You got any good actresses? Oh, my God. I didn't even bring it up. Oh, George Kennedy, Chris Lemon, Jamie Rose. See, I don't know any of these fucking people. Oh, this looks like <laughs> shit. You know George Kennedy when you'd see him. What a... Oh yeah, yeah, George Kennedy. He was the uh, he was oh uh, yeah he was the guy from uh, uh, he's in Creep Show, Naked Gun. He's in yeah he's in Naked Gun. Or he's in Creep Show too. Um, yeah, th- this poster is actually kind of cool. It's just the nightmare has begun just it, before dawn. Yeah, they've re-released it recently, so that's, just, that's what I mean. Yeah, kind of a cool <laughs> poster. Uh, there's no okay. Who will live? Who will die? Human survival at any cost. The hunted. The Hunted Resort, not Haunted. The Hunted Resort <laughs> to the same animal as, going there. as the hunters in this unique, oh, I get it now, unique struggle for life. I was thinking like Haunted Resort, but they mean like the hunted are going to resort to this. This looks stupid. He's dressed as a cowboy. Don't be jealous. It's probably actually, yeah. I mean, one cover's really cool, the other has a cowboy on it. So you choose. It's Dawn of the Mummy. Yeah. Dawn of the Mummy. End of December. December. The end of the, the year. last month of 1981. So people are getting ready for Christmas, and they're like, let's turn these fucking movies on. 
Oh Let's watch Dawn of the Mummy. Somebody thought that was a great idea. Dawn of the Mummy. What's Dawn of the Mummy? A group of fashion models dist- <laughs> disturb the do- tomb of a mummy and revive an ancient curse. Along with the mummy rising, his slaves do as well. <laughs> they are bar- they've been bare for thousands of years uh, ago, and they rise and crave human flesh. So, so yeah, it's you sound a, way too happy when you read these. It's basically a zombie film, but they're mummies. How do mummies never have mummy cats with them? Yeah, that is a good question. Kind of, they didn't have the money for that, but they brought their slaves back. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't bring their cats. They bring your fucking cat. Oh, you mean like in reality, like as if this was a thing? Like, yeah, you I always, feel like you, you always they're always that. like, yeah, that, like in movies. They worship times, their like, cats. Yeah, they they, they worship the it. cats and shit. Why did the fucking cat come back? Well, Mr. Niblet's got to stay dead. It's probably it's always like Anubis, because <laughs> they look cooler than something like the cat I, god. So you've seen this, right? Oh yeah, I saw it as a child. Uh, I still have the VHS somewhere. I think it's on the table, and the VHS is so grainy and so shitty. They re they re released it recently and then cleaned it up, so that's good. So I think you should definitely check that out. But yeah, it's basically just a, a mummy zombie movie. Um, Are they coming just after revenge of the coming at the fashion models? Is that a, here's the thing: people keep dying, and then just well, they just want to hang around and still finish the photo shoot the next night. They'll stay the whole night. It's like yeah. these fuckers just got killed. Why is it that when somebody gets resurrected, they kill the people that resurrected them? That's a good point. That seems like I just went quiet. Yeah, yeah well, no, it's a, <laughs> well, like, that, that's a good point. You just get up and be like, all right, cool, you guys can hang out. You guys can live. Yeah, you brought me back. bringing me back. You would think you would just come back and be like, you know what? I'm going to rule the world and murder everybody, but you guys, you guys, have a Snickers. Have a good day. <laughs> you all fucked up, but it's your lucky day. It's your lucky day. I'm going to murder your families and your children and everything you love. Not your but, cats. But you and not your cats. Uh, it was directed by a guy named Frank. Uh, Grama, and he, the only other horror film he did was Queen Kong the year before. I'd never heard of that. Queen Kong? See? <laughs> Is it a gr- giant? I don't gorilla? know. I'm so fucking, I can't wait to see this thing. Oh, man. I gotta, he's going to look it up. Is it going to be like Miss Pac-Man and just pick a ribbon on, <laughs> it's just a ribbon on King Kong's head? Queen Kong, written by the uh, Daria Price, who uh, who's yeah. not connected to Vincent Price whatsoever. She also wrote Queen Kong. Oh, so well. uh, somebody Never. has to see this movie and tell us about it. I mean, given the description you gave me for Dawn of the Mummy, Queen Kong has to be it's a an, It's classic. an adventure comedy parodying King Kong. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, what made this movie different for, uh, uh, you know, for like Universal Monsters? It's, it's, it's really graphic. I remember being like, fuck, holy shit, they're like ripping people away. Oh, did you it find is. the movie poster? It is what I, exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> they put a ribbon on King Kong's head. Oh, shit. And tits. <laughs> it's everything I've ever wanted. But I had to make some notes. There's like no suspension of disbelief. It's just like impossible to believe anything that happens. It's one of those movies yeah. where you're just like, oh my god. So this oh photo shoot's god. happening oh like in a pyramid. Is that what's happening? Yeah, it's like well, uh, it's in a pyramid yeah. outside the pyramid. It's glamorous, man. Okay, yeah. Uh, the pharaoh's guts are still juicy. I remember that, like you know, because like the, he comes back to life and he's wet. It's like you in the movie. You don't know what he's like, dreaming he's about. Still juicy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. The hieroglyphs look like they're put on by a sharpie. Uh, there's no, <laughs> just like, well, that looks real. <laughs> they're not even like, they're not even cut into like styrofoam. It's just like, <laughs> last moment. It's like, Hey, we need more hourglass over here. Grab a Sharpie. But they spent money and actually filmed it in Egypt. That's oh. stupid. But they couldn't fucking like carve like a little drum. They just did it like <laughs> Vegas. I don't know, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> just do it in fucking Vegas. Vegas man. mummy. That's to be way cheaper. Oh, shit. Appearance I, wrote, I wrote down the back of the box, so I got it. It's a tale of the unspeakable as a pharaoh's dark legacy of the of vengeance of the ages and of shrouded mysteries and the and the things that lie beneath it. They're trying to make that way more serious than what you end up doing. Yeah, I know. A tale of terror from 
<laughs> for amid oh. the splendors of the Pharaoh's tomb, a mummy awakes to fulfill the curse and rise and kill. I mean, to, it's probably not hard to be in like the top 20 mummy movies of all time, though, so <laughs> they, they probably have that going for oh, them somehow. Shit. Variety wrote, Gory, the mummy is very impressive. Stephen King. I found that. Yeah, it's, it's a Stephen King, King Stephen thriller. King for variety, but that's all I've got on this movie, yeah. Least favorite Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, you actually had the VHS right there. The I know. Time. Yeah, that's the Mother one I've had since fucker. I was a kid. But God, it's almost unwatchable because it's so dark and grainy. Mm. But it's on YouTube, and I put it on our YouTube channel for the group. Boom! So yeah. You guys got all kinds of shit to watch if you visit homework. the Facebook and the YouTube. So we got uh, yeah, homework. Enjoy yeah. your life. Sengenor. Scared to death. Oh. Yeah, it's known for scared. It's like it's not a good movie. It's actually written by. Well, okay, it's not a good movie that I would like. Okay, I like sci-fi horror. I like I like I like uh, that William Malone, he's got who. Directed it. He did this. He did like a, a episode of Masters of Horror. He did an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. I like his stuff. This is one of his first movies, and you can really tell. But he used to work for Don Post Studios, so he was like, "I can make a movie." And the, the most impressive thing is the is the alien suit. It's what, if you might not know what I'm talking about, but if you saw the picture, you'd like, "I know what that is." It's just like this alien fucking monster but when you see that picture you're like i don't know what that's from and that's what yeah. this movie's from and i know it's a weird way to describe it <laughs> i can't i'm gonna put a i'll put a, a link up to it in the comments of this and everyone's gonna be like oh yeah i know that movie it's like no you don't but you know the fucking the alien creature ghost story ghost story that i don't know what that one's about I haven't seen it. It's about ghosts. It's oh, you a ghost story. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's kind of like how they were doing, like the Monster Club, or like those old movies, like trying to pull, like the House of Long Shadows, was trying to pull old actors back out of like retirement and make okay. something very old school, haunted house, very nineteen fifties House on Haunted so. Hill. Yeah, it's written by Peter Straub, who most people know from like his collaborations with Stephen King. I think the I think he and Guillermo del Toro did like a whole thing together. Yeah, sure. um, that's that's about it. I mean, this guy like. It's directed by John Irvin, written by Lawrence. I wrote, I wrote stuff down. Lawrence Cohen, not that Larry Cohen, Larry Cohen. But this guy wrote like Tommy Knockers, Nightmare Dreamscapes, and Carrie the Musical. Carrie the Musical. Yes. Excuse me. Yes. So wait, wait. He wrote he wrote two Stephen King movies and right? Carrie the Musical. <laughs> Carrie the Musical. <laughs> okay. Explain yourself. That's I've never seen Carrie the Musical. I've seen Evil Dead the Musical. So was it I've a seen Broadway the thing? Musical. I, I have no idea. Hmm. Investigate. I've never heard of it. I mean, we were getting some good ones for a while. We had Point Break. We had Matrix. We had Evil Dead. <laughs> Spider-Man. coming through. Spider-Man, yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. They didn't get fucking Carrie. Reservoir know. Dogs. We had Reservoir Dogs the musical. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. That's oh, but man. it's got like Fred Astaire, Douglas Fairbanks, John Houseman, who's also like people will know from, uh, I don't know, like Scrooged and The Fog. Uh, Alice Krieg, who a lot of people know from like Sleepwalkers. She's the mom. She's okay. in like a Star Trek movie where she's like the queen Borg. She's like 20 in this movie. Uh, let's see. It's not very original, but it's all about it's all about the sincerity of the characters. The effects are by Master Dick Smith, so they're really good, but they're just chopped down to like two seconds. It's the name Master Dick Smith. It should be Master Dick <laughs> Smith. <laughs> oh man, it's like Alfred talking to Robin. <laughs> it's Master Dick. Yeah. And the other other note that I wrote is Fred Astaire kept telling people on set that he was going to be killed on set. Oh, like he was like he thought he was gonna actually die. I don't know if he had like dementia or he probably the he probably died. Owe, no, <laughs> probably owed a Did book he die eventually? Money. Yeah, of course. He's Fred Astaire. He's gonna die. Well, he's gonna that's dance. Die. That's what counts. Dance of death. So speaking of death, how the Grinch stole Christmas? Yeah, why? Why is that, that one even on there? I wrote okay. that down because it was a big deal when it came out because they re-released it on television. Obviously, they didn't have physical. You know, you couldn't yeah. go rent movies. Right. Uh, and they just released it on television. It, it was the first time they had been re-released uh, since its original broadcast i just wanted to touch on it it's cool that is cool 
Yeah. And then I guess, and now it's never going to go away. No, I know. And then the last movie on our list came out the same day as How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The day before Christmas. It's not a horror film. Christmas Eve. we have to talk about it. At least something about it. It's Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Oh, man. If you don't have something to say about this movie, I don't know, man. That's that, that it's one of those movies. Tina Turner. <laughs> That's part three. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need another sequel. Yeah, she might, you do. Tom Hardy. <laughs> it's this. Uh, this movie blew me away as a kid. Um, uh, whether we want to go into it on a horror podcast, but yeah. like the, the the violence, how it started just afterwards, because I did get to see Mad Max first. A lot of people don't didn't even connect it because they when they released it in America they just changed the name to Road Warrior because that makes sense. You're not yeah. going to see a, a lower budget action movie from Australia in America, <laughs> but then you get to see it because if you had if you dad owned a video store or ran a video store you saw Mad Max. Mad Max, yeah, right. So Road Warrior is just one of those movies that's just never going to. I mean, they remade it as Waterworld, didn't they? Assless chaps. Hey, you know what? I, actually, well. I actually thought uh, we were going to have a Road Warrior situation uh, about a month ago when everybody was just fucking freaking out about gas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was close. I was People just like, were... cool, we're getting there, guys. Get your chaps ready. Get your get your hockey mask ready. I'm ready. <laughs> your baby oil. Dude, <laughs> no. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm ready for any reason you give me to not leave my house. I'm going to get a boomerang and fuck everybody up with it. Is this your favorite of the series, Road Warrior? Definitely, definitely. I think it even troops the uh, the newest one, which is uh, Fury Road, which is great. It's I like that movie a lot, but uh, Road Warrior is my favorite. It's because kind of they kind of up everything that happened in the first everything one in this film, and uh, it's, it's like the first one, both like a little spritz of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Mel Gibson. Oh, <laughs> more than the spritz. Yeah. Actually, then you get to Barter Town, and then it's a whole lot of cocaine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's just the war. It's it's a it's seminal film. You have nothing on this film. Well, I mean, it's. I thought it was fun. It was a great movie. Oh man, okay. lots of lots of uh, lots of Australian I like, accents. I feel like the that's a whole separate yeah. uh, conversation with Road yeah, Warrior and the entire Max, Mad Max series. Yeah, so we ended on How the Grinch Stole Christmas and the Road Warrior, which you, is interesting for a horror podcast. So the last two things we gave you. Well, I think it's fitting. We talked about the fucking ghost of Mister Chicken or whatever, and then How the Grinch Stole Christmas and then Road Warrior. Could you imagine if like your parents are like, all right, it's Christmas. Christmas, let's go see a movie, and like you take you to see fucking Road Warrior. I would freak the fuck out. That'd be man. awesome. Yeah, that's that's traumatized the film. It's got all the things that we talked about. Like fuck you up as a kid. It's got you know uh, you, people being murdered just right in front of you, that you whether you've never seen it or not, and it's very graphic for some. I mean, it's not a horror film, so you're gonna take your kids to see this movie. Uh, it's got rape, of course. Like fuck, man, it's the '81. Let's just keep raping people. What I, the fuck? I like Road Warrior more than I like the Road Warriors because I hate that tag team. So for all you wrestling <laughs> fans out there. I know everybody worships the Legion of Doom. I fucking hate them. Demolition. They were more of a. This is more uh, of a demolition. I like. I like bootleg demolition. <laughs> For the longest time, though, like I never put that together when I was a kid. I was like, oh, yeah, Road Warrior, Road Warriors. They wear the fucking. Like, they wear the exact same. Yeah, thing, yeah, I mean, it's totally what that they was. Look like Vernon Wells. They we, do. Yeah, Vernon Wells is a nice guy. Very intimidating looking fellow still to this day, but probably one of, like the kindest people I've met at a convention. So. He's that's right. what I'll say about Road Warrior. And he has a lot of he has a lot of great memories about movies that he's yeah. been in. He seems to choose movies like even Commando. You think he'd be up? He's like, no, Dude. Arnold was great. <laughs> I don't know about that uh, chainmail and that mustache he had uh. rocking during that movie, but the movie was pretty good. So if you had to split, we split 1981 in half. If you had to pick your favorite movie from the first half and your favorite from the second half, what oh, would God. you go I, with? Shit. I can't do part one, but I can definitely do part two. Go go for the second half of the year, and we'll consider that your favorite movie of 81. I'm going to say Evil Dead. 
See, that's that, that's that's the one that I'm supposed to take. You can't say Evil Dead. I know you can't say Evil Dead. So you can't. Like, he's I, already taken. Evil Dead is like one of my favorite movies. It's cheating. But yeah, but it's not. Just tell us what you're fucking. Well, doing. I'm gonna say out of the movies that I had to rewatch, Galaxy of Terror. It's fucking awesome. I had yeah. never seen it. I'd never oh, seen wow. it. Oh wow, nice. And you were like, "Hey, watch this," and it was. It was a surprise. It was it was nice Especially to watch. You had to get through like fuck. Why did we? Choose oh this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched Porno this? Holocaust. Remember? Oh, that's right. We were so excited. <laughs> yeah, you, found you it. were texting some really big mistakes because none of us were gonna watch fucking Kung Fu Cannibal Zombie Sex or whatever. Yeah, uh, no, that was that was uh, Kung Fu Zombies too. That's close. I had it. Fuck words. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you went through the ringer for this. It's yeah. Good for you for the research. Uh, for me, the Prowler. I mean. Evil Dead's obvious, and if, or American Werewolf in London, but if I had to go with one that doesn't fit into like those all-time faves yeah. and just box it in a year, I would say The Prowler. But, I mean, it's hard to compete with like the classics that came out during that time. Even Halloween 2. I love Halloween 2. I do, too. Friday so many good ones. Part two, Galaxy of Terror. I was super surprised by Dead and, Dead and Buried. Um, this is coming out obviously after the Joe Bob episode, but we planned this before the Joe Bob. We planned it. it. Yeah, a lot of times with our timing, it's kind of funny how things work out because we've had that happen a few times now. Even yeah. this one, you know, we're talking about evil speak, and I think that's this Friday. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good timing, guys. You got scanners, Steve. You got Wolfen. You got all kinds of pictures. Scanners from. is another one. Oh, though, from man. part one. You yeah, still have your I notes. mean, shit. Yeah, there's just so much shit. I changed my mind. It's Wolfen. Hey, 81 That's is a great one. Hey, so the, many good movies in that the, year. It's all the werewolf movies that were good ever. 81. Yeah, 81. 1981. Dave, you want to take us out of here and then we can close this out for 1981. Yes. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can catch us on Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple Podcast. I think it's, is that on there twice now? Castbox. Uh, we're in the Netherlands and Paraguay now. We're in 25 countries. It's 25 keeps countries. growing, but like, whoever is listening to us is, has problems. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the world sucks. Anyways. Thanks, guys. The world's we're falling apart. It's falling apart. Road Thank Warrior. You. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I got a piece of that.